from Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, the clock has happened again and permits us to be here to say hello. It's seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. When I tell you um, that even for this bizarre, woke, incompetent, disjointed, I mean, I could go on and on, administration, this lack of a response to the citizens in Ohio, specifically East Palestine, spelled like Palestine, but it's pronounced Palestine, not E-E-N, but I-N-E. The response has been terrible. And again, all the Biden administration can do is blame somebody else. Judge actually yesterday blamed Trump. I mean, these people are shameless. They are disgusting. They've disqualified themselves so many times. Uh, can we finally agree Pete Judge? can never be president of the United States. He has so disqualified himself. Listen to this statement. We're constrained. Now, keep in mind, until yesterday, they didn't even call. They didn't even call this town. The mayor said in the town hall meeting last night where no Biden official and no uh, official from the, uh, the rail company, no one attended to help these people that desperately need help. But they keep being told, don't worry, the water testing says the water's fine. Yeah, then why are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, and it really has to be thousands, of fish and other animals dead and sick? The fish are in the water. They're dying. People are in their homes, and there's black crud on the walls and all hard surfaces. Now, this is very important because what I'm about to read to you is crap. But even if it wasn't, I have an important follow-up. Buttigieg said yesterday, we're constrained by the law on some areas of rail regulation, like the breaking rule withdrawn by Trump administration in 2018 because of a law passed by Congress in 2015. But we are using the powers we do have to keep people safe. They've done nothing. They've done nothing. So even if that was true, and none of it's true, none of that prevented them from helping people at all. They're incompetent, and they don't know what to do. I also think if this would have been a blue state, I don't think it would have been this kind of response. I really mean that. And I hate to say it. But I believe it. But even if what Judge said is true, and he's a really lightweight incompetent, he's a joke. You look at every single time he has been called upon. The airline, many other issues, including the balloons, 
That's a lot of crossover responsibility there. Military, executive branch, so on. But even if any of what he said was true, why didn't they reach out? The mayor, and and you know, no offense, but he's never skipped a meal. The mayor of East Palestine, big boy, he said he hadn't heard from anyone from the White House until yesterday. How could that even be possible with people getting sick and, 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 and a, a toxic train derailment with basically the equivalent of World War I era gas? That was used as a weapon. So even if these things are true, we're constrained, we can't do anything. They didn't have to say that they could only provide help within a one mile radius. You don't think that? Did you see that that explosion and that black smoke? Do you think that only went one mile? No way. But even if all they're saying is true, and it's not, how did that stop them from showing care, compassion, help? You didn't hear a word from the president. This guy does not speak about anything. They're shooting stuff out of the sky. This derailment, the um, uh, what was it? We talked about it yesterday. The nitric acid spill in Arizona. You don't hear anything from these people. Unbelievable. Governor DeWine, I heard him say it, said uh, he, he would drink bottled water if he were there. But these people are being told the water's safe. But he would drink bottled water, though. The EPA administrator is finally going today. Look, she was terrible, but you knew the EPA administrator was Christy Whitman. And you could go through time and... President Bush actually, uh, W, President George W. Bush, promoted the EPA administrator to cabinet level. That was never a cabinet level uh, post before then. It has been ever since. You don't even know who the EPA administrator is. I guarantee you. If I said right now and you can't look it up, I got a $1,000 cash prize for the first person that can tell me the EPA administrator without looking it up. Not a single person listening right now could tell me who the EPA administrator is. And, and you know I tell the truth on this program. I can't tell you who he is either. He seems like a very handsome, nice-looking, uh, fairly young African-American male. That's all I know. I mean, I'm surprised I even know that, that I could describe him a little bit. But I, I have no idea who it is. Pete Buttigieg, I heard a, oh God, who was it? I can't remember, but a fairly famous person talk about Pete Buttigieg taking like four months off for um, maternity leave, paternity leave. Four months, I think it was, and no one even knew he was gone. Who gets four months? Who gets that? This guy is a joke. I've been saying that for the longest time. When he was a candidate for these different offices, this guy was a terrible 
joke mayor of South Bend, Indiana. I, I, I marvel at this. And I don't, I don't want to be redundant about certain things. But I did say this as recently as yesterday. It is only Democrats that can lose their way to the top. Beto O'Rourke, Stacey Abrams, Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, they, they, Kamala Harris couldn't get 1% of the vote for the Democratic nomination, left the race in the year before the election, and then gets picked to be the VP. I mean, it's only Democrats can lose to the top like this. It, it is stunning. But I do want to remind you, even if they got away with blaming Trump and he did something, uh, I, I'll tell you, he is such a foil. It's unbelievable. This, this guy's going to be getting blamed for the next hundred years. They'll be wearing silver spacesuits uh, to work with, with tiny little sunglasses uh, that are thin as like a little sheet of paper in front of their eyes. And, and they'll be, I got to blame Trump for this. Be part artificial intelligence, part human people in 100, 200 years. I blame Trump. This guy's going to be getting blamed for centuries. Another sad thing I'm going to tell you after the break, this should never happen to anyone. I mean, I had such compassion for this. I'll give you two words. It won't be like Joe Biden made in America. Two words made in America. Two words because we're living in crazy town. Crazy town, USA. But I will give you two words. Diane Feinstein, when we come back, approaching 17 minutes past the hour. It is the Hurley in the Morning program. Tommy Laren is up with our Fox News commentary, and then we'll be right back. Remember what I said. I mean, I have supreme compassion for what happened to Diane Feinstein the other day. Should never happen to anyone. Fox News commentary. A local Florida reporter was caught on a hot mic saying this about Governor DeSantis. I'm Tommy Laren. Find out next. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Journalism 101, the mic is always on, but someone forgot to teach that to local Florida First Coast news reporter Atia Collins, who was caught on a hot mic during a live stream event in Jacksonville, bragging to someone about her duty to make Governor Ron DeSantis uncomfortable. Collins was also heard saying that her boss had instructed her to just run up to him and yell questions at DeSantis during the event. Classy. While the governor's rapid response director was quick to jump on it, tweeting, quote, a journalist's job is to tell the truth. Of course, speaking truth to power can make the powerful uncomfortable, but discomfort 
comfort shouldn't be the goal. And she's correct on every count. Folks, journalism is dead, and that's the truth. And it's been dead since election night, November 2016. Embrace yourselves, because if we should be so lucky as to get a presidential announcement from Ron DeSantis, the fake news media will be on him like bloodthirsty vultures. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Outkick. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 22 minutes past the hour. I repeat, this should never happen to anyone And there's no doubt in my mind. Look, I don't think she was up for it. And there's not much talk about it. But she definitely, well, I shouldn't say definitely. In my opinion, there is a significant mental acuity issue here. Uh, Strange behavior. I saw on a committee at one point. And you don't even hear from her much anymore. So, but she's not any worse than Joe Biden. And nobody does anything about him. But Feinstein was sent out to pasture. I mean, so unceremoniously, so disrespectfully. And it shouldn't happen to anyone. I'm not a fan of Dianne Feinstein, but there have been times where when you consider she's a California Democrat, keep in mind, in California, they don't like her. She is not woke, crazy left enough for them but a reporter said are you finally announcing you're retiring what a way to put that feinstein says oh no i'm not announcing anything reporter says no DiFi says i will one day and not too far away reporter not too far away thank you ma'am then get 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 a load of this one then a staff member says senator We already put out your statement. Feinstein says, you put out the statement. I should have known they put that out. Can can you believe it? She then she went on. uh, I, I, I will be leaving. I'm not running, but I have more than a year. I want to get as much done as I can. Hold on one second. Hold on a second. This is strange. You heard that. I got a notice about something from a camera. Hold on. Hold on a second here. All right, just making sure. There's a little little safety break there. But imagine not knowing that your staff announced that you are not running for re-election. How does that happen? How can that happen? Now, I will tell you, it can, it can only happen really one of two ways. I gave this some thought because, see, we never get the truth, truth anymore about anything, especially from Democrats. So either she did know they put the statement out at some point, but there's a mental acuity problem so she doesn't remember that would be innocent and sad and and a possible reason or they just put it out on her and retired her and i don't discount that as possible you have right now katie porter who i know nothing about adam schiff who is an absolutely contemptible piece of human excrement barbara lee not a fan but know who she is.
and Ro Khanna, who I guarantee you will not be the nominee because he is not woke enough. He's quite Democrat and quite liberal, but not not enough for California. What a broken state. Somewhere in my briefcase here, I have um, an item on California. 500,000 people have left California in the last year or two or so. 500,000 people. But the problem is they get the hell out of there because it sucks and it's woke and it's broke and it's a joke. And they're just ruining, ruining what was what what was a great state. I mean, you look back in history, Republicans used to be able to win Reagan, uh, Pete. um, Oh, gosh, I forget his last name, but he was excellent. Schwarzenegger won as a moderate Republican. It's impossible now. They, They won't even consider a Republican. But then they move in droves to conservative states and then they vote for the wacky lefties all over again. This is how crazy and how broke it is. When we come back after, we have a couple of minutes, but when we come back after the bottom of the hour break, I want to share with you, uh, because this is really a case study in this awful presidency that we are trying to survive and outlast. It's all you can do. You got to find a way to make it. You have to find a way to outlast it. Because they're terrible. Joe Biden has blamed having classified documents on poorly packed up offices. This this scoundrel has decided to blame staffers for him being busted with confidential documents. And and am I the only one? I know I'm not. But am I I'll just pose the question. Am I the only one who thinks about the fact that okay. Just like I did with the Pete Buttigieg thing. Even if that is so, that your staffers boxed all this stuff and and then that's the only reason you have it everywhere. And we have an update on that because the FBI did another search that they never told us about. Because, see, it's not like Trump where they lay out the documents on the floor and take pictures and have them printed all over the world. Uh, you don't get any of that notice with Biden. It's all the Biden cooperated fully. Biden's lawyers cooperating fully. We refer you to the Justice Department. Then they tell you nothing. The Justice Department refers you to see the press secretary refer Biden refers you to the press secretary. The press secretary refers you to the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice refers you to Biden's lawyers and Biden's lawyers will say nothing. And even sometimes they'll send you back to the Department of Justice. Ha ha ha. This is the game. Obfuscation, no accountability. But even if the staffers are are the, you know, the blame, the foil. How are the top secret documents there in the first place for them to pack? You did that. But they never go there. They never, ever connect the dots. But we will. And we'll be right back. Don't go away. 30 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is I, Harry Hurley, in your morning. That's not M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. 
For the third day, our Steve Wynn article continues to be relevant. Thank you. Atlantic City's Venice Park residents. Oh, did they turn out last night? I'll share with you that story in a little bit. I don't want to do, I can't do justice to it in a few seconds. And I wrote an article that I hope you'll read about just some helpful tips, I think at least, where I can help you turn your work. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. It is going to rain today, eventually, but we should salvage the first half of the day as temperatures remain on the warm side. I'll give you a high of 63 today, turning cloudy early on, then scattered rain moves in for this afternoon. Some lingering showers and patchy fog tonight, low of 60. And tomorrow, one more round of rain, then windy and colder will drop from the 60s to the 40s tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. If you have ever thought early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at three. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much, Sean Hannity. 36 minutes past the hour. So a little lesson in how they don't take responsibility for anything. It really is remarkable when you think about it. We've had a president that has still not said a word about these objects that they've been shooting out of the sky. There is word that maybe sometime in the near future he may say something. I mean, just just compare these to what would be going on if the president were Trump, Bush or something like that. Remember Bush, he flew over uh, wherever it was, New Orleans, and, and he didn't want to disrupt what was going on on the ground. They went bananas on him and, and, and never and never, ever, ever let that go. Here it is days and days and days since a toxic chemical spill. And the government, the federal government, the Biden government didn't even call. East Palestine and look. You've got the demarcation line. You've got the Ohio River. You've got all these other communities. Who's to say where this ends? How much contamination there is? A transportation secretary, Buttigieg, who decides it's just easy to blame Trump. So he blames Trump and Congress, takes no responsibility. You know, I come from the school... If something happens in your area of responsibility, it's your job. You are responsible for that. You can't blame the last guy or some regulation. You've got to get it done. And there's no regulation that stopped him from going there, talking to people, showing compassion, making them very well aware that help is on the way. This is incredible. But I'm going to do it, too. But by the time the EPA administrator gets there sometime today, because I don't know exactly what time of the day it will be, I'm going to count the hours and the days from the derailment, the chemical spill, the um, the burn that they did that people are very, very critical of. I'm not because I don't know what you do at that point. So I stop short of criticizing uh, that which I don't know. But I do know this. If I was the secretary of transportation 
or the EPA administrator, they would have heard from me within five minutes or less of this happening. Look, it's early. We know there's a lot of assessment that has to be done, but just want to let you know we're with you every step of the way. Anything you need. What did they do? They, they said something like, you're covered for one mile. One mile? On a windy day? Let me tell you something. Do you know when uh, we have a forest fire? There was one over there by Browns Mills. I would drive there on occasion a couple times a year maybe and see all those black trees. You smell that here in Atlantic County. That is, I don't even know, 40 miles away, maybe more, something like that. I mean, let me do, Siri, help me out. Siri, how far is Browns Mills, New Jersey from where I am right now? It looks like Browns Mills, New Jersey is about 51 miles away by car. There you go. 51 miles. I said 40 some. 51 miles. And I smelled the, the forest fire. 51 miles away. How in the world... Can these people sleep at night saying we'll cover you for a one mile radius? That is that is outrageous. Look, I've been very, very um, understanding in areas where it's an impossible or very difficult task. I mean, you've got all these cable cars derailed and 10 of them have uh, toxic poison in them. And it's a tough it's a tough thing. It, uh, like I tell you, uh, there are tasks where it's impossible or nearly impossible or very challenging to look good. But the things I'm talking about don't require really any skill set in the area. I mean, I'm not qualified to be the EPA administrator. Uh, I'm not qualified to be the transportation secretary, but neither is Pete Buttigieg. I will tell you this. I have far more executive experience than he does. So it isn't even about being qualified anymore. That's only the way it used to be. You would pick somebody that, that has unique skill sets in that particular area, or you wouldn't even think about it. Somebody that could not even be confirmed. How was Pete Buttigieg confirmed as transportation secretary? Simply because he's a white gay male. Let's be honest. That's it. Biden checks boxes. Black woman, white gay man. I mean, you go look at the whole thing. The guy from Philadelphia, that uh, that weirdo guy, whatever he is. So that's what Biden does. He checks boxes. That's woke. That's the era that we're in right now. And it is going to go down as an era filled with errors because it's not working. I don't care who you pick. What their race, creed, color, gender, who they identify, identify today as a dude, tomorrow as a girl. I'm not even getting into any of that. You've got to be qualified. We have to start there. Now, is it any surprise that transportation has been a disaster since Pete Buttigieg? Look, I think he's a little unlucky, too. I mean, some bad things have been happening, but you can still have bad things happen. Like, Superstorm Sandy was terrible. Chris Christie was great. 
So you you can. Uh, Florida hit very hard. Ron DeSantis was great. He didn't get credit for it, but the pandemic happened. President Trump was great. Operation Warp Speed, so on. You can have the worst things happen and you can come out of it demonstrating your competence. But let's be honest. If you don't have the talent to begin with, this is why I'm telling you, we have to disqualify unqualified people before they get into these positions. I mean, look at Kamala Harris. Horrifically bad. But now she's a heartbeat away from being the leader of the free world. We can't allow this stuff to happen like this. We can't. And I always say when we have success in an area, let's examine that and let's replicate that. I'll give you a local example when we come back after the break. 44 minutes past the hour. Open forum. I do believe in the 7 o'clock hour. The only thing I will tell you, there is an Atlantic City issue that I want to cover. And we're either going to do it next hour or the 9 o'clock hour. So that will make open forum either happen very, very soon or for the full last hour of the program. And I'll know shortly. I'm just waiting uh, to hear back from an appointment that I'm trying to schedule for today. We'll be back. It's 44 minutes past the hour. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 48 minutes past the hour, and thank you for waking up early in the morning. Well, the Venice Park residents did it yesterday. They did it. It's really... um, a case study to those who say you can't fight City Hall. Uh, for those of you who punk out and you're afraid of Marty Small and what he can do to you, this guy can't do anything to you. Wait and see. But the Venice Park residents in Atlantic City, they did not allow Small and his gang to run slipshod on them, steamroll them, and try to bring a trash to steam plant to their neighborhood. So those who say you can't fight City Hall, whoever they are, I've never been able to find them, they didn't know the residents from Atlantic City's Venice Park. Because in the end, after 120 people showed up and not a single person in open public session At yesterday's council meeting in Atlantic City, not one person spoke in favor of this trash to steam scheme. In the end, it was a nine to zero vote to reject it. And even the two legislative sponsors, Kaleem Shabazz and Stephanie Marshall, voted against it. How embarrassing is that? Voting against your own ordinance or resolution. We said it from the beginning. It was obvious. And and this was easy because I remember it from two years ago. The residents were adamantly opposed to it then when Reverend Days came with this proposal and they voted it down summarily. These uh, unscrupulous people, I'm not speaking about Reverend Days, but I'm speaking about small and, and his small gang because they're not. When I say they're small gang, 
That's his name. But it's a tiny number of people. They're nothing. They're punks. They're absolutely nothing. They are nothing to be afraid of. I know, I know they retaliate and do these things, but they're nothing. And these residents were not intimidated at all. They came right out in council's face and they backed them right down. I figured at least that was going to get the votes of the sponsors. So I was very much, obviously, we've invested a lot of time in this. I've now written two articles about it, including one fairly late last night. The second that the meeting was over, because I was writing in real time, I was able to publish. So you can check that out now on the website or the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. It's titled, Venice Park, Atlantic City, New Jersey Residents Defeat Trash to Steam Plant. Because they really did. And I've said this often. Just like with uh, what Chris Brown did, because he was fantastic, and Bob McDevitt and Mark Giantonio and Morris Bailey. I mean, there were heroes involved. In, and you remember, we had our own senator, late Jim Whalen, working against us, and also Vince Mazio. Uh, although Mazio and Whalen did come to the, um, the party at the end when they, when they figured out that we were going to win. Uh, but they took the position we were going to lose, and they wanted a, a, a dirty deal to be cut. And this area said, not only no, that this area said, hell no. You know, we're going to go to war. We're going to fight this thing. And it was an absolute case study in how you win a campaign by all being together. True, we had our two legislators against us, but and I guess it was three at the time, all of them. I forget the other guy's name already. Our motto, right? Uh, all of them against it. But I remember... Uh, Whalen and Mazio in particular, because Mazio actually had a chance. He accidentally walked into a committee meeting where Chris Brown had uh, gotten himself put on that committee as a guest member so he could testify. Mazio walked in and, and it was like he saw kryptonite and he was Superman. He saw kryptonite. He ran out of that room so fast you wouldn't believe it. And I'm not making that up and I'm not exaggerating. He was Perry White. He saw Great Caesar's ghost, and he hightailed out of there. Instead, oh, oh look at this. Uh, hey, I'd like to say something in here. Nothing. Was going to let, let us go down the tubes. They were going to let two casinos minimum close. I mean, you have to understand, this is what we're up against. And what I always say, let's study our victories and make it repeatable, able to be replicated. Look at what the next time the, the Atlantic City fools are going to do something stupid again. Call over there to Augusta Garrett and Fred Grenice and those wonderful people over there and say, hey, how did you guys, how'd you do that? I'll tell you how they did it. They got right in their face. And one after the other kept speaking at the meeting. We don't want this. We didn't want it two years ago. We don't want it today. Don't do this to us. This is not right. This is going to hurt our area. It's going to hurt our city. It's going to hurt neighboring communities. We don't want this. And one after the other spoke in opposition. When it's finally time to call the vote, 
no or nay said nine straight times. I am here to tell you because I've been doing it for 31 years. You can and even longer than that. I I did things in my community before I was on air. You can fight City Hall and you can win. And I, I can't congratulate the residents of Venice Park in Atlantic City any more than just to say you have all of my respect because I'm used to dealing with punks that are afraid. I'm afraid, Harry. I'm afraid. Off air, I'll say to them, I'm not going to call anybody out by name. What are you afraid of? What, are they going to kill you? Are you not going to wake up tomorrow? What are you afraid of? Let me tell you something. The worst thing you could ever do is to stick your head up just a little bit. Because once you're seen, you're marked. Once you're seen, you may as well get in full-blown. Get in and help. If the boat's filling up with water, get in and get the buckets and help. Help us bail it out till we can plug it. So we can get back to the shore and everybody get back safe and alive. The winning formula is not being afraid, confronting, and but doing it nonviolent, very professional, like the residents of Venice Park did. Make it clear that this is unacceptable and it is not going to happen. Let me explain to you, even if those fools that, that support Marty Small, and he thought he had all five, he was there too and he was spouting off, I was told talking small smack even if they would have voted five to four because that's the only way it could have happened there was four votes that never ever were going to vote for that and the other five had to come along because it was so um self-evident that this was wrong and it was unacceptable that they couldn't go along with marty small scheme don't think they put that on there not thinking they had it they had a company picked They were going to give them a memorandum of understanding. I'm telling you the votes were lined up. And the citizens, and I believe Tibbet, was very effective, extremely effective, at helping to knock this down. That's why Marty Small took a shot at him last night, and verbal, I mean, and took a shot at me, verbal, I mean, last night, because we blew the whistle on this. But I'm telling you, it's not that you'll always win. Because there's always disappointments. There are unscrupulous people willing to do wrong things that no matter how right you are, you've been there where you know you're right, but it doesn't go your way because that's just life. It doesn't always go your way, but you have no chance. If they would have sat back, oh, we're afraid. We're not going to say anything. That would have passed last night. And don't let them tell you, well, it was a memorandum of understanding to do a feasibility study. No, it was a memorandum of understanding with a company that they were ready to do business with, and the outcome was already predetermined because Kaleem and others were talking about it. We're going to have a restaurant. You're going to have shrimp. You're going to, oh, you won't believe it. We're going to be making our own shrimp. We make shrimp now. We'll have shrimp on treadmills, running and getting in shape. They were talking so much junk, trying to fool people. Oh, it's not going to smell. It's the cleanest air ever. Yeah. Magnify that one smelly trash truck when it's 80, 90 degrees in the summer and and multiply it by 300 
a day. Earlier, when I was told 150, that was half. 300 a day, it would have been. So what I'm saying is don't be afraid of your government. They work for you. You don't work for them. You can fire them anytime you want when you get sick of them. And when they put something up that's going to destroy your life's work, your neighborhood, you tell them, hell no. And you always have a forum here and our digital platform, because when you're right, I'll go to bat for you, too, like I always do. And the residents of Venice Park, you laid a smackdown on the Marty Small gang yesterday. They didn't know what hit them. And they voted 9-0 in agreement with you. Let's take this as a lesson that you don't have to take what they want to bring if it's not right. You can fight back. You can fight City Hall. Open Forum is next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. We'll be taking your phone calls all this hour long at 609-407-1450. So hang in there. And our first caller is a call that I made because I thought that we covered this before. We covered it during. I was writing an article actually in real time during the meeting. Uh, which I was able to attend virtually. I was not able to be there in person because I had a conflict. But I had an article written, and I knew well before the vote because I'm pretty good. You know, when I tell you I used to teach communications and and certain types of training, uh, I learned a lot about body language. And body language will give you away every time. 66, at least 66% of communication is nonverbal body language. I saw them melting in their seats as resident after resident at the Atlantic City Council meeting last night spoke out against a steam to trash plant in the Venice Park section of Atlantic City. 120 people strong, counted the crowd actually. Uh, And I knew, I knew that it lost long before the public session even ended. The only thing I didn't know was would it be a 5-4 loss? Would it, would it be 7-2? Uh, I, I didn't know for sure that even the two co-sponsors of the legislation would vote against their own legislation. That, that, then you know you got put in short pants and got checkmated. But the reason is because the residents did it the right way. They applied just the right amount of indignation, uh, pressure, and I mean that in the best way, and made their will known that this is not happening in our community. It's not happening. And guess what? For the second time, they have prevailed. So we have the vice president of the Venice Park Civic Association, Fred, here with us. 
Fred, my brother, congratulations on a great victory. It must have felt uh, pretty good, didn't it? Yes, it did, Harry. Uh, this is kind of sad in the same sense. Uh, victory and, and sadness. Uh, I, I saw the uh, Venice Park people voice their opinion uh, about this, this trash scheme, scheme, as it's been called. Uh, and, uh, you know, I... They they would have been devastated by this whole thing there. And uh, as someone in the council, uh, you know, I, I have to say they're, they're all men and women, and they do make mistakes. And I I I, I understand that. I understand that. they could be manipulated, and I understand that. And uh, this is this is I believe was was was, was what happened. Hey Fred, you you know what? I, I didn't give that thought, but I believe you about that. Some of them and more than a few actually weren't even around two years ago when this scam was tried, you know, to be pulled. So they're, you know, they're listening to Marty. Hey, this is popular. The residents want it. Uh, I want you to sponsor this Kaleem and, and Stephanie, you know, and, and, you know, I've got your back, you know, the, the residents want it too. They got lied to. I really believe that they, they just like Tibbet said on this show about John Devlin, we were lied to by Marty small they were lied to. I get, I, and I'll tell you why I also believe that. Because if they had to vote that way, if they, if they were told the truth from the beginning and they had promised that, you know, Marty, I'm voting with you, you know, so we'll put it on the agenda. It's going to pass. It's probably going to pass five to four, but we got it. The fact that it was nine to zero proved that they were willing to listen to the truth and they couldn't find it in their hearts to vote for something that was so completely unpopular and unwanted. I, I, I hesitate saying this, Fred, because I think some of them are, are really bad people, but I give them credit because they did the right thing. Yes, and so do I. Uh, so, I mean, I, yeah, it was a victory. And again, you know, politics, Harry, it can come back again and again and again. Like a bad penny, it turns up. Uh, I don't know if we all totally put the bed, even though it was a nine zero uh, win for for citizens of, of Atlantic City and, and Venice Park. Uh, you know, people 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 get desperate when they when they need money or whatever it is there, whatever their 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 uh, uh, prices in life. You know, uh, I, I I really think that uh, in fact. Uh, the funny thing was, last night I left there, I was cleaning the streets in front of my building, and uh, a gentleman walks up to me, his name is James, and he's talking about uh, Reverend Days and uh, how he's trying to get apartments now, trying to do all these different things. Uh, it's funny, you know, people get desperate, and they do funny things, they do things that they shouldn't do. I believe that's what happened in this case. Yeah, I guess they just took a shot. You know, hey, it failed two years ago, but, you know, like you said, it, it can come back. It's why I never take down this um, vote no on North Jersey Casino sign because I know they're coming back. Their next attempt is already in the works. They never stop. You know, when they when they by statute are not allowed to do it for a certain period of time, they go away, but they never stop planning and plotting. 
And I already know their next scam is going to be, well, there's New York casinos, so let's have them in North Jersey. So at least those that might not come to Atlantic City will come to North Jersey. And so we'll do better. I mean, I already know their next scam. And you're very smart, Fred, to realize that no win, it's like a battle. It's not a war. Uh, No win is permanent. They could bring it back again. But this, this much I do know, though. It lost the first time. It now has lost the second time. It will be tougher and tougher to keep bringing it back because it would start to become preposterous, ridiculous. Like, oh, you again? You mean the first two no's? No doesn't mean no? So they could be squashed, I think, easier each time they try to do it. But but everybody should keep their guard up because they're capable of it. That's definitely. And again, I want to thank the the Venice Park uh, people who showed up, and they showed up in a good, great number, and uh, it, it was really uh, heartfelt. You know, I went up there, and I spoke, and uh, Buster spoke, and uh, just maybe 10, 12 people spoke, and I was a speaker, and even though I am really a, a, an orator, but, uh, you know, you make it work, and we made it work, I, and I have to thank you, because, you know, you're the catalyst in all this, uh, I, you know, uh, you, you, you do a great job. You want the truth to come out there. And I, I, we, we're all so thankful for that. Well, I'll come out this summer and uh, let me throw in a crab trap in one of the one of the nice backyards and pull some crabs. Uh, that'll be my remuneration. But in all seriousness, uh, it was easy to work with you, your family, but you you told the truth. And the truth is always worth fighting for. And it was an honor to partner with you and all your residents uh, and I was so happy last night when that vote was over and even more happy when it was nine to zero. Uh, that That is a stunning, stunning result. And it, it's because your residents, you and your team and Augusta, everybody, you did it the right way and you couldn't be denied. So hard to do, hard to do what you did, but you guys did it. And I congratulate you, Fred. Thank you, Harry. All right. Uh, Let's keep in touch. Then, uh, yeah. Yep, for sure. Okay. Yeah, Good to talk to you. It is 15 minutes past the hour. I promise your calls continue next. And one open line, that's all we've got. 609-407-1450. Here's my friend, Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. We're not being told the truth. That's That, that I can tell you. Because they don't even know. Why would we fire at objects that we haven't even identified what they are, but take them out of the, or have our Air Force take them out of the sky. By the way, in, in a couple of cases, overpopulated areas, which they said they never would do, which was the excuse for allowing the first spy balloon to make its way all the way across the entire country. You know, so we've got Joe Biden's disastrous first decision not to shoot down the first Chinese spy balloon. Now they're saying that they, they saw it beforehand. Well, if you saw it beforehand, why didn't you take it down beforehand? It's now metastasized into a a national security disaster as well as a political nightmare. And nobody's answering any questions at all whatsoever. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. 
SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 863 5858. That's 1 800 863 5858. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 863 5858. That's 1 800 863 5858. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Great one. 19 minutes past the hour. Right back to your calls. We let the next caller know who they are. Just give me the floor for 30 seconds uh, because this is a, a, an important announcement that I always try to remember to, to remember to mention when we have something like this that happens when citizens... Uh, either remonstrate against their government, succeed in stopping something that people with power wanted to do. If anyone, because you have to put your name, they know exactly who you were. If anybody who spoke last night at the meeting or anyone in the Venice Park area, if you wind up with some weirdo citation or government uh, action or suspicious government um, harassment, uh, please get a hold of me. When I tell you immediately, I mean the second it happens, get to me, because I will personally call the Atlanta County Prosecutor. I will personally call the governor, and I will personally call the chief of staff to the governor, and I will personally call the New Jersey Attorney General. And I will report them, and we will get them criminally charged. Because remember, what gangsters want to do, they retaliate, and they want you to know it was them. It'll be provable that it's them. So we will be there with you if you get retaliated against. I want you to know that. And we know the people to call. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's Joe from Marmora. Hey, Joe. Even though I'm not an Atlantic City resident, I, c- I can really feel for you and for them. I'm very happy for you guys. And I have a, a suggestion. For the folks that wanted to build this trash steam plant, they, they're they probably closely related to the same people that wanted to build casinos in North Jersey. <laughs> so why don't we take those properties up there, that area where they were going to put their North Jersey casinos? You mean you mean like a nice Meadowlands uh, Mazio, Meadowlands Mazio trash to steam plant? Yeah. yeah. Send, send the 300 trash trucks a day north. Wait out, Vince. Uh yeah, they can always move a trash to steam plant up there. There's a lot more people up there. Ergo, there's a lot more trash up there. It makes perfect sense to do it you're that a bro- way. You're a brilliant man. I know that. Thank you. Thank you. Good call. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. 609-407-1450. That was his earned nickname, and there was a website about it and uh, a Facebook page, Meadowlands Mazio, because he was pushing, imagine being the legislator from the second district and pushing for casinos. I know, I know Mazio's finished and all, but my, I mean, imagine that. And Whalen, God rest his soul too. They were working with the bad guys. I mean, you, you can't make this stuff up. It's crazy. 609-407-1451 open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. 
Morning. Morning. I've got a couple things to say, but I'm going to start with just one. Our so-called uh, Murphy uh, governor is uh, uh, putting into uh, the uh, conversation of uh, removing um, all the uh, clean energy cars by uh, 2035. In other words, uh, he wants everything just like uh, Newsom does in California, that after 2035, uh, no more uh, uh, limited uh, gasoline-powered automobiles. Now, here's the deal. This clean energy fund that we have, that sucker took out $61 million to subsidize union-dominated New Jersey transit operating budget. He took $40 million and moved it to the general fund, and they can piss it out on anything they want. 41% of our uh, with the increase was spending up to $49 billion a year. Since 2017, $153 million was diverted to, uh, to pay for unrelated state pension and services. As state programs and services. I really have a problem with Mr. Murphy thinking that he's going to run for president. Yeah, right. Big joke. Well, no, he's going to run. I think he is. I don't know that it will be against Biden. Uh, I think a lot of the Democrats believe that Biden couldn't possibly run again. Uh, and they've, I believe, falsely interpreted the midterm elections as some kind of path for Biden to be able to do this, um, there's there's a reason he wouldn't even take his physical. They're going to do it today. I don't trust anything they release. It's just a it's just a bad situation all the way around. But I do believe Governor Murphy is going to run for president at some point. Well, let's see what uh, Senator Testa does about this uh, environmental business with the uh, stealing the money, and then uh, you know they're going to ask for more. Well, yeah, yeah, and and to the other point though, go back to the other point. None of that stuff. Whenever you hear these things, it's like Al Gore. You know, the, the planet would be gone if Al Gore was correct. This guy's been saying for 30 years things that none of it has come true. Uh, none of that's going to be ready. We're not going to be ready to um, divorce ourselves from fossil fuels uh, in 10, 20 or 30 years. We're not going to be ready. There's not enough. We have ro- let me let me just say this real quick and then back to you. We have rolling blackouts now. There were people in California told you can't drive your cars. How do you tell people they have to have an electric car? Then you tell them they can't drive their cars. I mean, it doesn't work. This green technology should be part of energy, but it cannot be all. Murphy, uh, um, headline inquiry today. Murphy sets zero emission target for cars. So it's right there on the front page. No, no, I'm not saying he didn't say it. I'm saying he's going to be long gone. He's got a couple of years. And he'll never be governor again. And that that forecast is to just promote their agenda because that's their philosophical belief. And when they're in, they say, oh, by 2028 and 2042, things that they're never going to be around to see through and things that are not going to happen because we won't be able to make it happen. We won't have the ability to go fully green energy, no matter how many empire state building sized windmills and solar panels and and the electric vehicles, EVs, they call them. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I think we better start studying these things because the more of them we have, they get on fire. You can't even put them out. You're aware of that, right? You can't put sure. that fire out. These batteries just, they will not, They you can't, even when you think you've put them out, it restarts again. 
I mean, it's dangerous on top of everything else. Uh, the only thing is he's got three executive uh, things that he can put into effect before he leaves. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, but they can be undone. An executive order only goes as long as the person. It's not law. It, it, it can be unturned by Jack Cittarelli on day one, and he would. Well, I hope Cittarelli gets in there, but I'm, I have my doubts that uh, by, by the election time it's going to be different. Is that you buzzing or is that me buzzing? It's happening on our call. I don't know who to uh, assign responsibility, but I am hearing it every once in a while, a little beep. But we're good. Let me let me go to the next call. And uh, thanks for your input, as always. Very value added. You're going to be on deck. Hang in there. You are on air right now. Go right ahead. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. Good morning, Harry. This is your octogenarian faithful listener who is so happy with the results of what happened for the people in Venice Park. Thanks to you. Ah. And thanks to you for all the information you impart to us that I ordinarily wouldn't have gotten if you if I didn't listen to you in here. What I hope it does too, like like it has with you, I hope it inspires other people in other communities. If something's going on that you don't agree with, you know, be effective, get involved, speak out, because I've always said they're going to do what they want unless you make them do what you want. There you go. I only wish- Let me ask you a question. I think you're punking me out. You cannot possibly have a voice this young and be over 80 years old. And you know me, 80s, that's, I don't play, you know, the numbers game because there's biological and chronological. How do you have this voice of a 20-something-year-old? I don't know. God has blessed me. I will be 87 in three months if I'm blessed to live that long. I can't believe it. And I want to, I want to, I do want to tell you though, I only hope that the success that the people in Venice Park felt last night could be felt when they vote for no smoking in the casinos for all those workers who have to put up with that and the players who don't have, don't want to be part of it. I only hope that works when they they're going to vote in april i believe am i correct i don't know that they're going to uh they're they're i thought i heard I know april what, 15th yeah but i don't know i don't know for sure because they're talking uh and they had they had the committee where they had set up front no vote we're just this is exploration we're just talking about it here's what i know about the smoking situation it is it is repulsive something like 80 percent of people don't smoke at all the the rub is this New York, Pennsylvania, when you have neighboring jurisdictional competition and they offer it, your big players like to smoke. A lot of them want to drink and want to gamble. And if you take that away, they're going to go where they can get it. Now, the argument is this one in Pennsylvania is non-smoking, but it's a totally unique situation. It's, it's almost like a monopoly. It's just uniquely positioned in an area that they have so much to draw from. And so they they are non-smoking, but it's not that if everybody went non-smoking, they would be unaffected by it. What I believe is this, and I've been saying it all along, someday it'll be non-smoking. It, it, it's not a matter of if, it's, it's a matter of when. I think we have to let New York shake out, see the damage it's going to do because it's going to do significant damage to the Atlantic City market. Uh, they're not going non-smoking. And then if you take that away and the person can say, well, I can smoke and do what I want to do and gamble here, or I can go to Atlantic City where they're going to tell me I can't smoke. Uh, it's, it's an issue. 
if you know my story, I've told it many times. I lost both my parents to endocarcinoma of the lung at very young ages. My mother was 54 and my father was 64. Uh, Terrible, terrible disease. I hate smoking. Uh, But this will happen in due time. It's going to happen. I just don't know when. I hope it's sooner than later, but I thank you very much for all the information you impart to us because it's an absolute blessing for me, and thank you again. Thank you. I I just am amazed at you. Let me tell you something. If I can sound as vital, fast, I'm telling you, she, she is a miraculous subject. If she didn't say, hey, I'm your octogenarian friend... I mean, I'm thinking I'm talking to a 30-some-year-old. We, we should all be blessed. She's seven years older than Joe Biden. You can't even understand Joe Biden. That's why I'm telling you it's, it's, there's biological age and there's chronological age. Joe Biden is a – that's why it's not the number. It's the person's individual state. Joe Biden is a – crypt keeper octogenarian at 80 and you just heard from someone that you could trust running the country completely with it vibrant youthful so it's not it's not the age and that that's why for example uh uh nikki haley i didn't like it when she said some kind of mental acuity test for everyone over 75. That's crap. That's crap. It's got to be on a case-by-case basis. Because she's 51, but there are some 51-year-olds that aren't with it. Sometimes through no fault of their own, just a bad hand. It's not the age. It's a case-by-case basis. Your calls continue right after this. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley, three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. For the third day in a row, I'm so happy about this. Our Steve Wynn article is just booming. And those of you who haven't read it, keep it going. I'm very, very grateful. Atlantic City, Venice Park residents won big. They stopped the trash to steam plant. That would have infected their neighborhood and it would have gone beyond that. And I wrote an article about can you turn your work brain off? And I give you some. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Severe weather affecting a wide area from the Great Lakes to the Gulf of Mexico today. But here in South Jersey, just some rain, a precursor to tomorrow's big blustery cool down. We start with clouds filling in, scattered rain for this afternoon, high 63. Some lingering showers and patchy fog tonight, low only falls to 60. One more round of rain tomorrow, windy and colder in the afternoon, 60s early, 48 by sunset. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. It's Jesse Kelly here. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. 39 minutes past the hour. A great friend, great guest listener on a daily basis of the program wrote me, is this fake regarding all these things up in the sky? I wrote him back, and I want to share with you just exactly how I wrote it to him. There has to be something to these objects because they won't talk about it. 
I mean, our president of the United States, who said they couldn't shoot the China spy satellite out of the sky because it could hurt people down on, on land, then shot four objects out of the sky over land uh, days later. Uh, I don't know what they are. But if it was nothing, if it was just a weather balloon, stuff like that, benign stuff like that, uh, we'd hear all about it. So there's something they don't want to talk about here. I'm not saying it's uh, UFOs. I don't know what it is, but it's not nothing and it's not benign because their action in terms of inaction, unwillingness to be transparent. I think it was Marco Rubio who said, hey, we got a briefing. Ninety five percent of this can be told to the American people. Well, they're not telling us squat, nothing. To your calls we go. Hey, you know, you can say today, and I know it's a script over there at City Hall, it is a great day in the city of Atlantic City today because City Hall got beat yesterday by the people. Andy and Brigantine, I know you're going to say it's a great day there too. When the people win, I get so energized, I can hardly contain myself. Yeah, I love the smell of no trash to steam in the morning. Yes, yes. <laughs> Robert Duvall. Yes. Allow me to quote one of the one hey, of the great Paul. thinkers of our time, not Thomas Sowell, not Shelby Steele, but Barack Hussein Obama regarding the balloons. And yeah. I quote, the, the only people who don't want to disclose the truth are people with something to hide. Oh, that's a good point. And Peter Ducey, two years ago, said to Biden, hey, there's these objects being seen over the sky. So this really has been around. And Biden made a fool out of him or tried to. Said, I'm not, you know, ready to talk about aliens and, and this and that and all. Now, two years later, they're shooting objects out of the sky. Yeah. Well, the reason for my call, um, the people of East Palestine, and uh, as it pertains to Pete, but judge. Now, you know, I, I don't care about anyone's private life, but when you make your private life and your predilections part of your public persona and remind us of it constantly and shove it down our throats, then I think you, you subject yourself to criticism. Now, think, Harry, imagine you're an independent, you're a moderate, and you have no problem with people serving in the government, whoever they sleep with, whatever. Okay. But look at who they present to us. They present Rachel Levine. They present the first black lesbian immigrant as the press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, completely incompetent, can't even read her own words out of her finger. I mentioned Rachel Levine. You have Sam Brinton. Remember him? The guy who stole women's luggage and was taking their panties. And Yeah, he, had to, he got away with stealing once uh, from the airport, the suitcase. Kept his job, no problem. Nobody would even talk about it. It wasn't until he did it a second time that he got terminated. Right. And, 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 and now, and Pete Buttigieg... And I guess you heard that, that Biden's uh, communications director is leaving. And to replace her, they have chosen, Biden has chosen the first openly gay man to be his communications director. Well, I did a monologue on this in the six o'clock hour, almost all the people you're talking about. And I, I'm of the camp. I don't care anybody's gender, uh, sexual orientation. I don't care about any of that. I really don't. Some people do. I don't care anything about it. All I want are competent people. 
Biden uh, boxed himself in by announcing way before he had to and he never had to that he would have an African-American female. Uh, why would you do that? You, you, you're, you are 80 years old. You could die in your sleep tonight and you pick someone who is completely a joke, unserious as anything we've ever seen. You pick Judge who couldn't fill the potholes in South Bend, Indiana. He's a joke. And we see it, whether it was the airline uh, challenges and every step of the way, including they didn't even talk to East Palestine. The mayor said so. No one from that government talked to them until yesterday. That's unacceptable. And they've, they've said you, you're only protected for one mile when we know that if you smell a burning forest fire in Browns Mills, New Jersey, and I have uh, in my backyard in Egg Harbor Township, 51 miles away, what the hell are they doing? So it's really bad. They check boxes. And I wish if they're going to check boxes, pick qualified people. That's all I ask. Uh, they don't even pick qualified people because for them, the results don't matter. Their agenda matters. That's all that matters. Uh, Andy, to be continued, I've got to go to the break. When we come back, the uh, executive director, the founder of Liberty and Prosperity, Seth Grossman, will close out the hour with me next. It's the Hurley in the Morning program. Mark Levin. But I'm sick and tired of America being treated like it's not the land of opportunity. Oh, woe is me. They're holding me back. Everybody with a chip on their shoulder. Nobody's holding you back. Maybe you're just a damn loser. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, I want to make sure I do a quick cleanup in aisle number six because I don't want to leave Andy out there hanging, you know, blowing in the wind because I know I've known Andy for decades he agrees with the answer that I gave, but I don't want there to be a misimpression or a mistake that he's taking some uh, adverse position based upon people's orientation and, their, and so on and so forth, gender and uh, race and all of that. His answer would have been mine. I, I answered it. He agrees with it. I had to go to the break, and I just felt like that left him hanging out there. Uh, like he was taking an intolerant position, which I know him, and he's not. Uh, it's not about the person's gender, race, and all that stuff. It's about are they competent? Are they qualified? Can anyone really say, and we've seen it now for two years, this Pete Buttigieg went away for four months and no one even knew it. I didn't know it till he was back. If I went away for one day, I have people calling me, where are you at? Where are you at? What happened? Four months. So that's my um, clarification on Andy's call. The founder and the executive director of Liberty and Prosperity is here, Seth Grossman. We welcome you to Hurley in the Morning. Hi there, Seth. Good morning. And I'm with Andy uh, in that I don't care either about a person's race or gender or ethnicity or sexual preference. But when you use diversity, what they call diversity, inclusion. Yeah, or equity, Seth. How about that wonderful word? Uh, equity. As a, right. As a substitute for qualifications, what you're really doing is you're rec recreating nepotism. Because remember, nepotism was always bad where you hired people 
uh, who were unqualified just because they were your relative. Yeah, Billy so, Carter. Billy Carter gets a job, you know, because his brother's the president. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so all that is, is is you create an artificial family uh, based on who your friends are, and you call it diversity, inclusion, and equity by and exclude everybody else. So, but what it does show, though, is when you do that, when you check boxes and you don't put in the best of the best. You get what we got. I mean, uh, Pete Buttigieg, completely unqualified, unable to handle the airline crisis. That that could have been handled much better with somebody with experience. This guy has no experience. He has been absolutely horrific on this toxic spill in East Palestine. But anyhow, I don't think you called about any of that. Time is yours, Seth. No, and, 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 and it's worse because we're also getting unqualified doctors, unqualified pilots, unqualified engineers. Uh, unqualified people in our military. So it's very, very scary, and people are getting killed because of that. But I really called to, pr- to prove you were talking about age. Uh, I want you to know that at age 74, I passed the dementia uh, test yesterday when I had my free Medicare visit. Yeah, you're, well, you're, and, you're, you're exactly what I talk about all the time. I don't even – that number means nothing to me. When I found out one day – because I, I look at you and me as the same age – it, 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 to me, it's it's about the, the there's the biological age, the chronological age. We have a very, very bad shape, 80 year old president. I'm speaking to somebody that's only six years younger, but is sharp as a tack. So that's that's the difference. You know, and look, he had brain surgery, I think, a couple of times. So he's been through a lot. But, you know, he's our president and it's pretty dangerous, Seth. Yeah, but but what's ironic is the test is. They ask you, the doctor asks you to draw a picture of a clock uh, at 10 minutes after 10. That's the dementia test that they give for your free uh, Medicare visit. And what's ironic is I bet if you took the average 30-year-old millennial under 30 would not be able to pass that test and draw a picture of a clock. But that's something else. Wow, I'm, I'm really happy to know that's the test because I can – Seth, I think you'll believe me when I say this. Uh, I could draw it right now and text you a copy of it. I can pass that test. You made my day. Well, that, well, that, 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 the, the few good things. But when you yes. were talking about the smoking in the casino, it triggered a memory. Years ago, I, I represented a casino host uh, in a complicated case. But he talked about uh, the, the big players, the high rollers, and how the casinos attract them, and how those big players are really the heart of the profit margin of a lot of these casinos. And what he said is the psychology of persuading people to bet big in the casino against the odds, thinking they can overcome the odds. And uh, he told me it's no coincidence that we have uh, in the every casino has a Chinese restaurant, an Italian restaurant, an Irish pub. He says because our our, our profile of our high roller gambler is someone with an ethnic background who was always fighting against the, their odds the, their entire life, and they overcame the odds. And that's why they come to the casinos to gamble. And, and these people take risks. They know smoking could kill them, but they overcome the odds. So they like to smoke. They like to drink. They like to have the women. Uh, so when you have a whole industry that, that has its most profitable people or um, are, are people who want to defy the odds, who want to take chances, who want to risk their health. And, and then you say, well, you can't come here because smoking's too risky. You're right. You, you, you will not attract those people.
and uh, it, it's a tough call. But but uh, I just want to let you know that you're not alone in your thinking when you brought that up. Excellent. How's everything going, Seth? What's going on? Well, well, the uh, the, the main thing I, I just fi- in, in the process today will file the brief uh, in, in response to the state to try to show why the uh, having the casinos. Uh, pay less than their fair share of taxes uh, because the state's not following the Constitution. Uh, those papers get filed today, and two of the arguments I brought up was, uh, number one, uh, the, the real heart of Atlantic City's financial problem was that from 2010 to 2016, for those seven years, uh, the uh, city was under state supervision. And during that time, and I know you may, may disagree with me, Governor Christie was the governor, and he didn't want to deal with a financial crisis in Atlantic City. So the city basically borrowed $400 million uh, to pay for operating expenses. And that's the debt that, that is really uh, hurting Atlantic City even today. Yeah, uh, for the record, I don't disagree with that at all. That's what happened. And that, that put Atlantic City, you know, underwater. It was uh, devastating. Right. Uh, and and because... That debt, the state could have made a decision to maybe negotiate that debt or, or do a bankruptcy or something. State decided to pay that debt in full, and if you're going to pay that debt in full, then the casino industry should pay the same percentage uh, of paying back that debt as it had when that debt was incurred. So that's one of our major arguments. And the other major argument is that if you exclude the biggest industry in a town, from the consequences of tax increases, then suddenly your biggest industry, and not just the casinos, but their suppliers, their employees, uh, suddenly don't care how high the taxes of Atlantic City are uh, because they're in at a fixed percentage in lieu of taxes, and that's just bad for the uh, for the public good. So those are two of the arguments that I put in the brief that I filed today. By the way, I know state to state, it's not always something you could cite it and if they have a different constitution and different this or that, it, it might not be applicable. And I forget the name of the state. You might remember it just from what I'm about to share. Maybe it's in some of the things that you've worked on on this topic. But there was a state and a gaming state that um, did take the path of filing for bankruptcy. And all kinds of doom and gloom was reported in advance of what they did. They came out of it stronger, Seth. I know they did, but for whatever reason, uh, it was not done. Uh, I, I think we have about half of that $400 million of debt, which is still a burden for, for a town of uh, 30, 40,000 people. So yeah. uh, that's the argument. And, and the final thing on my mind, of course, is uh, Liberty and Prosperity, our big fundraiser uh, on uh, Saturday the 25th. Our guest is Trevor Loudon of New Zealand. And the reason that he's such a remarkable speaker is that uh, he changed my thinking that I had for 50 years. I always thought, like most Americans, when people disagree over energy, people disagree over police, I always assumed, well, yeah, there's a problem and and they want to fix it, but they want to do it in a a way that's different from mine. So let's have a discussion on how we fix the problem. What Trevor Loudon uh, opened my eyes to uh, is that there are certain people who don't want to fix problems. They want problems to fester. They want problems to get worse because what they want to do, they want to bring down the system because they have such hatred for this country or such hatred for other people. 
that they want to just destroy the country so they can be running things in the end. Seth, in the run-up, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Uh, I've got to run for now. We're at the end of the hour. You know that. Uh, and we'll talk again. Have a good day. Good to talk to you, Seth. You too. Thank you. My pleasure. Seth Grossman. Also, let me add to uh, the borrowing factor, which was, was terrible, uh, the city overspent. Let's not leave that very important part of the quotient. Uh, unmentioned. That would be a travesty to not mention that, that Atlantic City overspent. John Zarek is next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back at six minutes past the hour. John Zarek is here. John is the official and exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense legal matters for the Hurley in the Morning program. The law offices of John Zarek presents Smart Law with John Zarek every Thursday morning during this hour, the 8 o'clock hour. The law offices of John Zarek provides you and yours because it truly is they're they're really on to this that it isn't just a client but the entire family that is dramatically affected by any type of circumstance that you are presently facing so they really do it's like the doctor that treats the patient but treats the whole family the goal is to provide you with the very best legal defense and i promise you they do and you can reach john and the law offices of john zarek at 609 641 2266 on the web at com. John, welcome to your program. Good morning. Good morning, Harry. Hey, hey. Great to be here. Great to have you here. Yeah. So I'm um, broadcasting from eastern Ukraine, um, where we're trying to do some good, thanks to donors like you and lots of others um you know we're able to uh, really help some people here and i think what's more important is just to encourage people that people know that you and others have um like the unico club knights columbus um, um different organizations have have really pitched in and uh it, it when people are in desperate straits, I mean, they've got the Russians breathing down their necks. It's really important for uh, people to be uh, boosted up and, I guess, um, encouraged. And that's really what the trip is doing now. Thanks and, to everybody. Thanks to every to everyone who donates. And, John, in terms of how things are going, uh, easy for me to utter those words what would you say in terms of, you know, how things are? Yeah, it's going well. You know, it's going well. I, uh, it's an abnormal environment, that's for sure. But um, in a day or two, it, uh, you know, it, it becomes normal. So um, different. I mean, there are a lot of things that are um, very humorous, I mean, which sounds 
crazy in the middle of uh, a war, but uh, and for example, my my brother Mark and um, the first thing I did was, was hook up with my brother Mark and um, Jacob, who you talked to oh, from Scotland. That was a great conversation. Great guy. I, I'm trying to remember. Um, yes, I was in Connecticut when I had that conversation with you and Jacob. Oh my gosh, that that it's a privilege to talk to you, John. But to just hear the two of you, the camaraderie uh, and everything, uh, that was um, was an uplifting conversation considering that we're talking about, you know, a serious war with Russia, um, unfortunately, being so provocative and aggressive and, and invading Ukraine. Uh, I, I was very moved by that conversation that we had, John. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good experience, but... You know, from a humorous standpoint, um, they encouraged me to to come over. Mark was over here. Jacob was over here. Of course, we've been supporting them for quite a while. And uh, so they said, it's great. There's no problem. Not that I was particularly worried about it, but um, it's great. There's no problem. Um, It's not dangerous (laughs) and so forth. And then, of course, as soon as I got on the ground in Poland, um, they said, well, we've got to do some drills. And I said, like what? And, um, you know, like with tourniquets and, you know, chest patches and, uh, you know, nasal tubes and (laughs) uh, hemostatic gauze, you know, gauze you can stuff into a large wound and it'll stop the bleeding, which is quite amazing. But, you know, I have that stuff, and but we have to do do that, and um, and then when we get into Ukraine, they said, you know, um, essentially you can't do this, or the Russians will kill you. You can't do that, or the Russians will kill you. You can't <laughs> this list list of things. It was like that movie, um, A Thousand Ways to Die in the West, oh. right? Where every time you turn around. <laughs> and and I said, well, guys, why didn't you tell me this before I came? Mm-hmm. Um, not that it would discourage me, but I said, why didn't you tell me this before I came? They said, well, we we thought maybe you wouldn't come, so we didn't want we wanted you to come. <laughs> so if if you know if you can't rely on your friends to double cross you, who can you rely on? That's fantastic. That's uh, that was. I mean, it was of course, you know. It, it's not a very, I would say, very dangerous environment. I said, but but there is some danger here, and you you really have to do a number of basic things um, and not do a number of basic things. And if you do that, that really um, makes things much safer. So it's that kind of it's it's that kind of circumstance. Uh, yeah, the only thing you can't predict are rockets and and drones and things like that, and that's that's really, I guess, just a matter of bad luck. I mean, they're they're, you know, when they shoot one of those, when they shoot a rocket into a city uh, or into an area or a drone, um, somebody's going to get killed. There's no question about that. But you know, the odds that any individual is going to get killed is are, are very small you know very small so um 
you, again, you just don't want to do stupid things and, um, you know, keep your eye on the ball, which is you really can't relax in the sense that you can stop thinking about being safe. I've been I've been actually messaged by a couple of people and I made this comment last week. John, and I'm not going to say exactly where he is, although I have an idea because we spoke over the weekend. But just say he's about 4,500 to 5,000 miles away, and we'll say as the crow flies. Uh, your connection, and listeners have been commenting about it, your connection, I, I, I marvel at it because your connection is better than calls that I take from a half mile away, a mile away, 10 miles away. It's been extraordinary, the clarity of the communication that we've had the past couple of weeks, John. Yeah, we, you know, I worked hard to set that up and make sure things would work correctly. And we tried it and so forth. So yeah. it's good. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's, crystal, um, it's crystal clear. 15 minutes past the hour, John, you know what that means. You're a talk show host. You know what that means. We've got to go to break. We'll be right back. Live from eastern Ukraine, uh, in the thick of things, is our pal, John Zarek. I am. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. It is 19 minutes past the hour. I just had the privilege of uh, visiting with the finest chief engineer in the business. Real nice conversation with Roy. And we're visiting uh, with a great friend that is... We'll just round it up about 5,000 miles away as we speak in crystal clarity, the power of talk radio and technology and, and of course, good planning on John's part uh, to, to be able to make, make the call. Uh, John Zarek, live from eastern Ukraine. John, time is yours. Yes, Harry. So the purpose of, of the trip, uh, there's lots of interest and uh, lots of uh, – Lots of excitement here, of course, but the purpose of the trip is to, uh, first of all, encourage the Ukrainian people. So when people here know that an American, any American, is 5,000 miles to help them, they are extremely grateful and um, also encouraged. You know, they're, they're great people. They're fighting the fight. But everyone's human, and and everyone likes a boost now and then. And um, so, just being here, uh, volunteering, is is you know really important to them. So, um, hey, by the way, because you never talk about yourself, I have to like drag it out of you because you're that you're just that good. You're that modest. You just jog my memory about something. I would imagine you take for example the conversation we had, you, Jacob, and I. Uh, it's a, it isn't it's a it's a morale booster and it's uplifting for them to have a caring american and i can be plural because it, it it's actually you and your brother and others uh that makes a big difference to them doesn't it oh a big difference they're very you know makes them puts a smile on their face they're very happy imagine it gives them comfort they also know that you've been raising a lot of money and 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 Unfortunately, I mean, things cost what they cost. And these things you're talking about that can stop bleeding and these tourniquet things and the gauze you stuff in the chest, it's, you know, closes wounds. I mean, amazing life saving stuff. 
and you have to have the resources. And of course, this this war is now uh, taking place in the winter. What's been the temperature, John? Uh, actually, I think right now we're having a heat wave. I think it's probably about thirty-one, two degrees, something like that. Okay. We, we, you've know, we also uh, been missing sort of a heat wave at home. I mean, it's been in the low 60s. I think yesterday, mid-60s, actually, I believe. I forget, but I think, because I typically look at it, I think it was 55 or 50-something when I walked out this morning at uh, quarter of three. So, yeah, it's been it's been warm here, too. But uh, still, though, when you say 31 Anybody that's listening right now, you, you could just slough that off and think like, hey, that's no big deal. Try living in 31 degrees uh, for any you know length of time. Uh, as you said earlier, uh, John, in, in the last couple of weeks, people have been losing toes and all kinds of things. This, this is not easy, is it? Yeah, it's really in, in places where the Russians have destroyed the infrastructure, um, and it, it, the, the Ukrainians generally can very quickly fix um, problems with electricity and power. You know, they're good at it. And remember, you don't have to really rebuild an electric generating plant. All you have to do is patch the wires together, together well enough to work. So they're really getting great at that, and they've been doing it for a long time now. And there, but there are times when when things are out. But the the regions that are in war, you know, Bakhmut, for example, um, Kherson, uh, Kharkiv, uh, those, you know, they can have areas that are um, Solodar. They they can have areas that are without power for a long, long time. And so, you know, they're they're. It's important to it's important for us to keep supplying as much aid as we can, and also provide the Ukrainians with the um, weapons that they need and the ammunition that they need to fight the fight. Um, Ukrainians love the United States; they love America, and very very excited uh, about the future and the support that they're getting. So, I mean, without our support, I don't know where this would be. So. It's it's earned, well earned, um, you know, adulation. Uh, but they also know we care. It's one thing, you know. It, it's one thing to just send stuff, but if you're really committed, I mean, you've demonstrated your commitment. I mean, you've placed yourself there, you know, in proximity to all of this. Uh, I'm I'm sure that does not go by unnoticed, does it, John? No, they they're you know they feel supported. They they feel happy and they they feel grateful. So. It's, um, again, a very difficult environment. We, um, you know, the Russians are cranking up. Well, they've started an offensive, um, and that includes a lot of missiles and drones, and, and uh, that's been building every day. And, but it's, it's strange how the Ukrainians react and how we react to that stuff after a while. At first, you know, when you hear your first siren warning, um, you know, you're ready to dig a hole in the ground, and, you know, stay in it for about eight hours. But um, uh, after a while, uh, for example, last night, we uh, there was there was a warning, I guess, three in the morning, something like that. 
uh, we're close, you know, pretty close to Russia right now. So, so Russia can shoot drones and missiles into Ukraine from sort of protected territory. Um, I don't think that's going to last very long, really, uh, because really nothing's safe with the, uh, the Ukrainians so capable and so smart. But for now, they they do have sort of a safe haven, and um, they can shoot rockets and drones um, at will. So they're doing a lot of that now. You know, Russians like they get excited about anniversaries and things. You know, May Day and things like that. And so this is the the 24th is the anniversary of the invasion or special military action, as they called it. So um, they shoot a lot of drones and they shoot a lot of missiles. And so last night um, we were, we were where we were staying. We had a dog um, outside uh, and um the dog hears this stuff before humans do, so you get a really good warning. So all of a sudden, it's it's it's, it's it sounds kind of crazy, but it's like um, it's like in Terminator. The the dogs they all they always had dogs around because the dogs would <laughs> would hear uh, the you know could sense the Terminator coming and start barking, and it was it was just like that, you know. So the dog started barking. Um, we were all up and, uh, sure enough, uh, they sound like a, um, like a motor scooter, you know, like a, like a, blah, 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 you know, not like anything modern or not like anything, um, futuristic. It's, it's the drones, they they sound like a, uh, a motor scooter, like a putt-putt type sound. And sure enough, we, you know, we went outside and there's, you know, the, there's a drone flying over our heads and on the, not on the way to us, fortunately, but um, everyone was, you know, you, you get used to it. And what happens is, that, you know, a drone will fly until... It kind of, it has a designated spot, and then it just drops. So as long as you hear the drone and you hear it moving and you hear it coming and going, everything's okay. But um, you know, if if they stop, then you really have a potential problem on your hands. But um, but nobody was, you know, it, it, after a, a while of this and after a, lo- a number of these experiences. You just feel it's not a big deal. I mean, everybody does what they're supposed to do, acts appropriately, uh, but um, yeah, it's not a pan- it's not a panic thing. So I imagine that you know, when we get home, there'll be a little bit of adjustment to not having those types of things around. Oh, I can only imagine, John. That's such a good point that you just made. Approaching thirty minutes past the hour, we're going to be right back. You're listening. To John Zarek, live from eastern Ukraine, even though if you just tune in at any given moment, it just sounds like John is in the studio. I mean, the quality of the um, the connection is amazing, and it's two, two consecutive weeks uh, with the, um, the perfect connection from John, which we appreciate. Uh, the Law Offices of John Zarek presenting Smart Law with John Zarek, whether he's here or in uh, eastern Ukraine, I can promise you. 
the law offices of John Zarek there on the job uh, taking care of business. We'll be back with John in a moment. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's 30 minutes past the hour with John Zarek. I'm Harry Hurley. Three stories that you can follow right now on the app. The third day of our Steve Wynn article continues to just do unbelievable. Thank you. Atlantic City's Venice Park residents, you won to your credit. You stopped a unwanted trash to steam plant. Way to go. And I wrote an article that I think is relatable for everyone. Can you turn off your work brain? I offer you Tom. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. It is going to rain today, eventually, but we should salvage the first half of the day as temperatures remain on the warm side. I'll give you a high of 63 today, turning cloudy early on, then scattered rain moves in for this afternoon. Some lingering showers and patchy fog tonight, low of 60. And tomorrow, one more round of rain, then windy and colder will drop from the 60s to the 40s tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. If you have ever tried early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 36 minutes past the hour with John Zarek visiting this morning from eastern Ukraine. Counselor, time is yours. Yes, Harry, I want to say precisely what we do. Uh, so we don't lose that in the um, in the conversation about uh, what's going on now. Uh, we get donations uh, from you, uh, from the Knights Columbus, from uh, the Unico Club in, in Atlanta County, um, from lots of individuals, and uh, we get money. Uh, people send checks to our office, uh, Ukraine. Humanitarian Inc. Now, if you have any difficulty or don't have a pen, just call my office in Northfield, 609-641-2266, and the crew will tell you how to make a donation. A lot of people just walk in. Uh, you can do that, too, with uh, um, cash or checks or um, anything. Uh, they'll walk walk in and give us the money. And Very often I meet with people if... Uh, they're making a donation we'll set up a time to sit and talk uh, and answer some of the questions that uh, pertains to information about what's going on over here we'd love to do that um so we get that money and we uh buy uh, food and uh medical primarily and uh sometimes sleeping bags sometimes whatever the need is if there's a particular need, we, we get that. And uh, we deliver it. We deliver it to where it is. And most of the need um, at present time is where the battlefronts are. So uh, we're not driving onto the, uh, you know, onto the battlefield where we have explosions in front of us, on the side of us, and the back of us. Um because that's not it's not necessary sometimes soldiers have to do those things but um it's just foolish for us to do something like that so we don't you know we're not cowboys and we we're very careful to support the military not to be a, another problem for the military good comment so 
but we do we do um, make sure that we get lots of um, goods to people that need it, and the people that need uh, need it most are the ones that are closest to the battlefront, um, because obviously there are some people uh, who. They don't even want to set foot in the country, let alone um, go to anywhere close to fighting. So, um, so that's what we do, and uh, it's very satisfying. People really need the stuff. It's not. It's not maybe um, they're in dire need. We have a really, really, really good communication network, um, thanks to Starlink and and other mechanisms, and we we have constant information on who needs what and where. So that's, that's essentially what we do. And, um, as I said, there is some danger, but, um, that very quickly, um, that sense of danger really very quickly dissipates. I mean, you know, it's there, but, um, again, the odds that any individual is going to be killed is, is really small, very, very small. Um, even though we know that if they shoot a rocket into a populated area, then someone's going to get killed or a drone, someone's going to be killed. Uh, but, um, no one here is dissuaded from that kind of, you know, from humanitarian activity. And there are, you know, I wouldn't say thousands. I, I, I would say there are hundreds of thousands of people doing this work. I mean, it sustains it's it's not like a a good idea once in a while the ongoing commitment of humanitarian workers um sustains ukraine you know it's very very important what do you say john relative to what you've either seen or heard about the morale right now um as this war goes on and on the morale of the Ukrainians is as high as you could find any place for any cause. Amazing. I mean, they are not the least bit worried about the outcome. Um, they're all very willing to fight. In fact, they have to, you know, it's really a struggle. It's really, you you know, you we're our friend here that who is sort of guiding us, um, is a special forces paratrooper, a Ukrainian special forces paratrooper. Wow. Um, he's um, slightly older, you know, he's just over 40. And for that reason, he's not, um, you know, he's not a priority to fight at the front, although he's dying to, you know, absolutely every day torments his commanders that's where he wants to be but he's much more valuable doing other things than than going to the front at this point and he's you know there are lots of very young guys who uh and men and women who um are better suited to you know for example fighting in bakhmut which is where um, our friend's brother is um and it, it kills him not to be there but he's you know he's he's a good soldier. He's doing what he's supposed to do, and uh, he's also very helpful to us and supportive of us. So to see people like that, they're they're just they fight to get to the front. Wow! You know they fr- fight to be in combat, um, and the whole country is 
anything negative about about the war, about um, Ukraine's ability to survive is they would laugh you out. I mean, you, you just, once you're in the environment for a day or two, you would never even suggest anything like that. Well, that's why it was so scary. John, we'll get the last break in and then we'll be uninterrupted until the top of the hour. That's why it's so scary how our president miscalculated this so much. How could he believe that it would be over in a day or two if he knew anything about past being prologue, the history of Ukraine against Russia, Ukraine wins. I mean, it's just so, such a miscalculation. With John Zarek, about 5,000 miles away in eastern Ukraine, I am Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. We thank you for it. Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your iPhone or Droid and take South Jersey's talk station wherever you go. Get free, unlimited South Jersey news right at your fingertips. Listen to and easily call all of your favorite local and national talk shows. Wake up with Harry Hurley using the alarm clock feature and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app for your iPhone or Droid. Download it now at WPGTalkRadio.com. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the Morning, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. We are back. Thank you so very much for tuning in to Hurley in the Morning. John Zarek coming in loud and clear like he's in the studio, but... Uh, will spill the beans he's actually about five thousand miles away i think it based on where i think he is i think it's about 4600 miles but if he's not where he was over the weekend when we talked you know he could be a little further away or whatever but nearly five thousand miles away but it's like he's right here and if you're wondering why he's there uh you know as a great american uh because he has a successful thriving business a great family uh, wonderful team at the law offices of John Zarek. He could just go on uh, with life and, and do what he does, but he felt a calling. Uh, so he established his own not-for-profit organization to raise money to be able to send life-saving supplies, everything from medical supplies to the components to make portable heating units because it's in the freezing cold right now that this war is being waged. And it's, it's been amazing. I'm so proud of John for what he's doing. Counselor, time is yours, as they say. Yeah, this is not a sacrifice, Harry. This is really, it's really a pleasure yeah. for me to be here and to, you know, make friends for life and support really brave people. Um, it's a, it's a fantastic cause. And, you know, one of the disappointments is that there are a few uh, members of Congress and, um, you know, who, who and, and some others, um, some even radio personalities or TV personalities, there are a few people that are on this kick of uh, why should we give Ukraine this money and why should we uh, worry about them? We should worry about things at home. Um as I've said before, Harry, this is World War Three. This is not, you know, the the if you if you need any more education on how cruel, um, how um, imperialist, how how 
they love to conquer. They love to um, destroy any of that related to the Russians. If you need any more education, yeah, very simple way to do this. And I, I, I don't care who it is who says um, don't give money to the Ukrainians. Uh, we shouldn't be spending money over there. Let Russia take over, which is what would happen if we don't if we didn't help, they would take over Ukraine. Uh, all you have to do is uh, travel to Bakhmut, uh, not Bakhmut, it's uh, Bucha. And Bucha is, um, it, it, it's, that's something I'll never, ever forget. Um, and there haven't been many things like that in my life, but believe me, that's something you'll I'll never forget. That was a place where um, the Russians systematically, I mean, th- this wasn't in, in combat. This wasn't by mistake. Systematically raped and killed 700 people. And let me tell you what Booch is like. You know, you, you would think, well, maybe this was some rough town and they were attacking the Russians. No, no. Um, Bucha is like Devon, Pennsylvania, Haddonfield, New Jersey, Linwood, New Jersey, you know, even more upscale, I'd say, than Linwood. You know, it's a beautiful place. They have their own Whole Foods type store. Right. And people are walking around. They're nice people. They're dignified. They're well to do. Uh, The environment is modern. Um, It's just a beautiful place. And the Russians came and just um, for no reason, there was no purpose in it. They weren't getting secret information. They weren't doing anything. They just started raping and killing people. And uh, they killed 700 civilians. And at the big church in Bucha, there's a, a mass grave. And I'll tell you, when I went around Bucha and and you know, went in the the Whole Foods, so to speak, and saw people on the street. They're just delightful people. They're nice people. And then you go to the uh, church, and there's a mass grave there. And um, I really couldn't process things for, I'd say, a good two hours. It was the worst anger, rage, murderous rage, really, that I'd ever experienced. It was, you know, you, you just, you understand that's all you need to do. You need to go there and you won't be spouting any of this. Leave, you know, don't give Ukraine money anymore. You know, I, I, I'm convinced. I don't care who the people are. If they came here and saw that, you would know. Um, and, you know, of course, there are a lot of, a lot of photos of what was done and, you know, a lot of description of what was done. If you saw that, that would be the end of the opposition to U.S. support for Ukraine. And, uh, you know, the the Russians, Putin has made clear he's not going to stop. He's, you know, he, he, if Ukraine fell, he would, everyone, everyone uh, in Europe knows that Poland would be next. And, you know, And John, they've said it. I mean, Putin said that. It's not even like it's a guessing game or you just assume he has said that, which is pretty provocative 
when you think about the fact that that is a NATO nation. And that, I mean, you know, they have that thing, uh, one one in, all in. Uh, it's a very, very odd thing for Putin to say. But they would, uh, they're, they're, the way they think is, you know, that NATO wouldn't be all in, that uh, they wouldn't, you know, they're, I, I have to say it, they're stupid. Mm. Um, you know, they're stupid, <laughs> stupid uh, civilization. And they they think in terms of they think that because they think it, it's true. And we have ample opportunity to see that now in in Ukraine. I mean, they have Putin has lost in every category he could possibly lose it. He couldn't couldn't have done any any worse than he did. But he thought that he knew it all. And um Unfortunately, he's got a lot of the Russian people thinking the same way. And the only way to stop this stuff is to uh, meet them head on. It's so true, John. We've got about uh, four minutes left in your program. Time is yours. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is the way this is the way it is in 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 Ukraine. Um, Let's say we're living on a long court. A uh, hundred houses, uh, long cul-de-sac. At the back of the cul-de-sac, we're there, nice and safe and sound. You and me, Harry, and a bunch of our friends. In the beginning, at the beginning of the cul-de-sac, where the road uh, joins, there are a lot of bad guys shooting up the houses, blowing some some up. But the um, and they're they want nothing more than to come to the end of that court and kill us. Uh, but there are other people at the end at at the beginning of the court there and they're fighting really hard and they're getting killed and but they keep fighting and they and they send a representative to us and say hey harry john we don't these people are out to kill you and us and we don't need you to fight we'll do the fighting for you we just need you harry you know and john you've got a lot of guns i know you guys like to hunt and shoot just give us some of your guns and if you can give us a few bucks that we can buy food and ammunition and things like that, uh, we'll do the fighting. Don't worry. You guys stay safe here. That's what's going on right now in Ukraine. They're the guys at the at the beginning of the cul-de-sac. We're the ones at the end. And believe me, if you don't stop him here, um, there will be World War III. Because you put the Russians, you put the Russian army a uh, hundred yards from the Polish army, you're going to have within 30 days, you'd have a major battle. Absolutely major battle. Uh, couldn't say who would start it either. It would be, mm. that would be World War Three. So um, very important to support Ukraine. Um, anybody um, who can, I'd appreciate any donation anyone can make uh, at my office, just call or stop by. Um, we, be glad to take money and uh, and use it effectively. And by the way, uh, we pay our airplane tickets. We play any hotels. Um, we buy our own food. We you know we don't spend any Ukraine humanitarian money for um, for peripheral things. We we just you know it it all goes into food and. Um, food and uh, medical. So 
and gets delivered. We pay the other stuff. So, and it, and that's a pleasure too. Oh, without a doubt. Of very, course. very important. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very important to, um, to support Ukraine. Uh, we're here. Um, again, it's, it's not a great sacrifice. It might seem like it at home, but it's not a great sacrifice. The people are wonderful. They're very brave. How often do you, how often in your life do you have a chance to stand up, um, you know, in a war zone with people that are the very best in the world? So I'm, I'm grateful to be here. John, you hit it right on the buzzer there. We're down to about 30 seconds left in your program. For our listeners that would like to make a contribution, you can call over to John, 609-641-2266, 609-641-2266. He's very close here to Broadcast Center uh, in Northfield. And, John, great to, great to visit with you, uh, already waiting and looking forward to next week. Yep. Uh, we'll do it. We'll, we'll still be in Ukraine next week. So um, we'll be talking to you then, Harry. All right, John, be safe, be well. Uh, all the best. So proud of you. When we come back, we will be joined by Atlantic City Councilman at Large, George Tibbet. The citizens of Atlantic City had a great victory yesterday, proving that you can fight City Hall. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. It is six minutes past the hour. It is Hurley in the Morning. Hour number four, that would make it the fourth quarter of what has been an action-packed, wonderful program because of you. And uh, it's my pleasure to welcome to the program the former, should be still, but he took himself out, um, the former and now current Atlantic City Council member at large, former president, multiple years of Atlantic City Council, George Tibbet, is with us uh, Councilman Tibbet, welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Good morning, and it's a great day in the city of Atlantic City. Can you say great day for Venice Park? Great day. And we did cover, and we saved a lot of it for your arrival this morning. I I say this is an example of the power of the people. When the people realize that you work for them, they don't work for you. That went from, I believe, in certain people's political minds, a done deal with a memorandum of understanding uh, some heartbroken people today because I'm sure promises were made to certain people that they couldn't deliver. But in the end, the residents were so effective. I believe your leadership was so instrumental that this thing went down the tubes, nine to zero blowout. Even the two co-sponsors of the legislation voted against their own legislation. That That is, uh, I think, a... a really good example how people can professionally because they showed up with 120 people as you know you were there for the whole thing and can can really fight city hall you can and win yeah especially when you have your leadership your ghost leadership you know um helping you uh to fight this, to educate you and uh, i say ghost for a reason we have a lunatic a narcissistic mayor 
that takes credit for the sun coming up but blames everybody else when it rains. Um, you know, he gets up there last night and acts, acts the fool as usual, uh, starts attacking me that I was on your show, blasting him and saying things about him. Harry, if you remember, never said a word about him. No, actually, I, I did. No, no, but actually, what did I say about the mayor? I said, I, I don't remember having any conversations with him, to be fair. You, you did say and that. And you did tell me, oh, he would never do that for you. And, I, yeah. you know, I respected the office of mayor. You did. But he chose to come there and say, I'm a ghost employee, not knowing, not doing his homework as usual, and not knowing that I was one of the driving forces helping the Venice Park Civic Association, educating them on the trucks, the tonnage, how much tonnage that uh, trash to steam plant would use, letting them know uh, how many trucks would be coming in there, the dumpster juice that spills out of those trucks driving into the neighborhood. You know, that's all my construction back, back, backfield that you see that stuff that happens on your job sites and things of that nature. Not knowing that um, the seagulls that would come around, something as simple as the seagulls coming around, and that is a flight path on where the, the planes come in to land when they come off of the ocean and landed on Atlantic City Airport, it flies right over that area with the pot potential of having birds get in the engines and have engine blowouts. All those things that, you know, I did my homework on and helped those people from the Venice Park Civic Association. And again, he acts like the last minute when all hell broke loose, where Venice Park has said enough was enough, led by Augustus Garrison, uh, you, you, you know, all of a sudden, I'm going to have a meeting with you. No, you were in on it. You were in on it. This has been going on for two years, trying to find a way to give 14.5 acres of land away, at, uh, valued at over $11 million. $11 million we were going to give away and to destroy one of the best neighborhoods in Atlantic City. Think about how irresponsible you did, of course, you led the effort. But think how irresponsible, just for conversation purposes for our listeners, you knew the stakes. This extremely valuable, multi, 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 as you just said, millions of dollars worth of city-owned land. This is certainly not – when you're dealing with land and Atlantic City only has so much and it's so precious and this is a beautiful, in many cases, waterfront area – you want best use, best purpose whenever you're doing something like that. Who could honestly say that giving away $11 million worth of the taxpayer's property to put a trash to steam, stanky-ass plant that nobody wanted would be the right thing to do? There's none in the United States, and you're going to allow your people, your people as the supposed narcissistic transformer mayor, you're going to allow your people – to be the first guinea pig in the United States of America? Shame on you. Do you think it's getting to the point where somebody, because they're saying it to me off the air, I'm not accusing Marty Small of anything, but what's in it for him to do these kinds of things? I don't know, Harry, but I've shown complete respect for the office of mayor. I've kept that man's name out of my mouth. And if you think you're coming to my house at my council meeting and going to attack me, big mistake, pal. Good for you. Good for you, Council President Tibbet. In terms of proposing this in the first place, soundly rejected two years ago, and they come back with it again. And I really believe that had not we on the program, my digital prowess, and this incredible committee that gets all my respect and, and credit for it. We did what we did. It was We had good people that we were working with, and we had the truth. It's always an affirmative defense and an easy story to tell. They were telling lies. They actually were resorting to telling people that they wanted to vote for this. They knew who they could go to and say, oh, the people want it. They, they were telling people that were going to vote last night that the residents of Venice Park wanted this thing. Well, Harry, um, 
about five, six months ago, this came up, and I put a stop to it as council president. I put a complete stop to it um, because the people of Venice Park did not want it. It was not the highest and best use for something. It's not something that you want on a resort island, especially with casinos looking out the window seeing that stuff. And, and you know, they... They start a campaign that I dislike Reverend Days when I've supported every single thing that has come across council for Reverend Days except a trash to steam plant that would destroy a very stable neighborhood yes. that people are – every house that comes up for sale is selling, um, selling immediately over there. That says something about the desirability of living in the Venice Park area. So they start this campaign that I don't like Reverend Days, trying to get people against me and say I'm just doing this because I don't like them. As you know. And, and, and then yeah. they say – I'm sorry, Harry, to no, cut no, you off. But, no, no, you but, you know, I cut you off. I, 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 I treated Reverend Days with the utmost respect. Um, By that, the way, that, that, you don't have to be against Reverend Days to be against to be this project. Against a bad idea. Yes. And by the way, what's he even in that business for? I don't know. You'd have to ask him what's he right. in that business for. I don't get it either. I, I, don't, um, I don't understand I, it. I, no, you didn't say anything bad about him. I haven't said anything about him. I've respected him. But, but well, I, I got to tell you, though, man of the cloth, getting involved now two times you know, in two years – with telling people, hey, this, you know, something we're going to do. And then they started, you know, Kalim is out there talking about shrimp and, you know, and a restaurant. I he mean, had no idea what the project was. Right. When Kalim put it forward six months ago, I said, Kalim, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, well, I thought it was a, a, a fish manufacturing place where they were going to grow grow fish and it's going to be a restaurant. I'm like, no, it's a trash to steam plant. You don't even have the trash part of it. You only have the people are going to eat fish. Think about it. Who who in the right mind? You got You got the... I can't use that word. I, you, you. you got the poop plant right next to it where they're breaking down the poop that comes from all over the county, and then the clean water gets flushed out into the water right there. You're going to have trash just turning the steam. You're going to feed whatever micro, whatever, whatever to grow fish, and then you're going to sit on top of the place, and you're going to order dinner. Imagine that, sitting on top of a dump with dump trucks coming in. I mean, it just sounded ludicrous all the way around, Harry. But let's get back to what I was saying was— Do you think it was a follow-the-money thing, though? Oh, without a doubt. Okay. Without a doubt. Just want to just without Captain a Obvious reporting without from duty. Without a doubt. Okay. And it got smoked out. Yes, it did. Harry, I sat down with Reverend Days on multiple occasions. And I sat right across from as close as we are now. And I, and I told him, Reverend Days— I met with the Venice Park people. As soon as we, he told me that the Venice Park people, he met with them and that they were solid behind him and support the project. I never take anybody's word for anything. I went over. I spoke to Mrs. Augustus Garrett. I spoke to Fred Granice. I spoke to many members of the Venice Park Civics Association. No, absolutely not. We did not support it. We're dead against it. We did treat Reverend Days with respect. This is their answer. We treated Reverend Days with respect. He comes from the community. He is one of the pastors, and we treated him with the utmost respect, but we don't support his project. I took this back to him. He doubled, tripled down on that they support it. I'm like, you need to go talk to them yeah, because I, they're telling all of us the exact opposite. I was amazed by it, and I don't know why a responsible, good man would do something like that because, of course, that 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 – lie he couldn't be mistaken it's you know certain certain things in life george and you're very open to this and so am i in my position i'm in the communications business and i'll give you an example somebody told me last night and they're really respected they have a high position in atlantic city they said the teachers didn't get paid again and the coaches didn't get paid again 
and this was yesterday, they were due to be paid. And I said, thank you for the information and don't be insulted. I have to go vet this now. This person that I would usually trust take to the bank was wrong. They did get paid. Mm-hmm. I didn't report. I could have reported. I had, a, I, had a, I had a credible report that they didn't get paid. But I don't, I don't let it stand on that. So when I went to an absolute guaranteed source who was a teacher, mm-hmm. they got paid. So you know me, George. Did I do a story? No. No. Because they paid on time, and it's it, they're not they're not fair. But I'm always going to be fair, even if it's somebody that I disagree with a lot of what they do, and you know maybe don't even personally care for them. So that was not correct. Somebody thought that it was, but it wasn't. So you go to this c- kind of communication where you could have reasonable differences if somebody heard something the wrong way. You cannot promote if you're Reverend Days, that that community, that you've spoken with them and that they are in favor of this because that could not have happened. No, and I begged them, go back, go back to them because they're telling counsel a complete different story. And, and, and the ramifications of that was is that they start a campaign that I'm against the man. I'm like, I'm not against the man. You were against I supported. Yeah. I supported everything that has come across my desk for him except this. The people of Atlantic City don't want that. Yeah. It's Who, not just a fourth ward. The rest of the city doesn't want Council that. Council President, we're going to break. I want to just throw this out there and then we'll come back. We have much more with Atlantic City Councilman at large, George Tibbet. Kirk Conover shared with us yesterday during, it was very value-added, in the 1980s, and either Denny or Kirk were chairman of the board at the time. I can't remember which. Uh, Kirk was certainly on the board. They explored a trash to steam plant. And the federal government came in and said, you cannot do this because the exhaust that comes out, uh, they were concerned about the wildlife. How would you do this in this community? It's, it's nonsensical. Harry, if it's all contained and everything else, guess what? You still got the trucks coming in the neighborhood. You still have those trucks having to get to yep. that spot. You got the juice for the slop that comes out the yep. back of the trucks. Yep. Where's the ash go Everybody after the Everybody knows fact? how much one trash truck smells in the summer. Yeah. Imagine 300. Yep. And the fact that the county itself does not produce enough trash for that. So that means you're going to have to go to surrounding counties yep. and, and other places to bring it in. Bring in trash in. Yeah. So we're going to bring importing trash. Yeah, we're going to become the trash capital resort of the world. Back in just a moment, he's Atlantic City Councilman at large, George Tibbet. Score one for the people. I get very jazzed up, very excited when government tries to do something that the people don't want and that the people are not afraid to stand up. There is something very important that I want to talk to you about relative to this when we come back, because this is an administration whether it was uh, attacking John Devlin and retaliating against him. Uh, They try to settle political scores by weaponizing government. I put them on notice uh, this morning about something that I will be doing if I even smell a whiff of it. Now, it won't be trash, but if I smell a whiff of retaliation, I'm going to explain what we're going to be doing when we come back with Councilman Tibbet. And yours truly, this is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Hey, thank you. We're back. It's 22 minutes past the hour. George knows me uh, for a long, long time, decades. So you know where I'm going with this. I've covered retaliation, political retaliation for all 31 years of my broadcasting career. I have never witnessed the epidemic level of 
political retaliation that I call weaponization uh, that's going on right now, and it cannot be allowed to continue. And and I believe if it's not addressed, it will start on the residents that, that testified last night uh, at the meeting and anybody that they think got in the way of stopping their project, because this is what they do, whether it's Dredgy Wood or Child Number One or whoever, George Tibbet, whoever you want to say. Uh, am I lying or am I telling the truth? John Devlin? Harry, it's an epidemic it's it's an epidemic in the city right now. Um, even e, Harry, even myself. Now that's a every cr- time, that's a crime, you know. That's every time I come on, every time I come on your show, my attorneys have it recorded. Any actions taken against me or any of my loved ones, anything they they come after me for after the fact that I'm on your show or anything else because um, the things that happened in the past, we're just waiting, Harry. The retaliation is at an epidemic level at this point. I have counsel people that are petrified. And that's why I'm so hard on people that don't live in the city that I feel are being blackmailed to vote another way when they tell me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I got to vote this way or the mayor's going to be mad at me and this and that. I have council people that have jobs in other parts of the city, uh, government, uh, not necessarily the city, that are single person income and a petrified of if they go against the mayor. This is a, an epidemic. I laughed at it before, but now it's serious. When I seen what happened to me last night, like, guy, whoever gave you information, maybe you need to listen to Harry's show and see that your name never came out of my mouth. And when it did, I said, to be fair, I never spoke to the mayor about oh, this. You were, you were terrific by him, especially for how he treats you. you I were- don't bring the man's name out of my mouth, Harry. If it's bad for the city, I speak about it. I see... What Senator Palestino is talking about. Yeah. When Palestino is like besides himself, like you go to talk at an event and this clown gets up there you're and like, starts you're, screaming and you're acting like, like a fool, the narcissistic yeah. behavior. Yeah. It, it, it's alarming. How you tell me how. Tell me how, Harry, Governor Murphy is gonna run for president of the United States when he can't handle what's going on in Atlantic City. They are gonna wrap this around his neck and say, Are you gonna do to America what you did to Atlantic City? It's time the governor steps up, investigates what's going on down here, investigates all these grants and the wasteful spending of these grants on how they're being spent on salaries and hardly any of the money is making it to the cause. When is Murphy gonna stand up? And do something. You want to be president? Do something in Atlantic City first. Atlantic City Councilman at large, George Tibbet, telling it like it is in a, a world that's currently living it like it isn't. Harry, it's the worst it's ever been. Look at the city, the filth, yeah. the, the uh, people with mental illness, the people with drug abuse, the guns. It's like your reward. Where it's insane the amount of guns and shootings that are taking place. Multiple fires under the boardwalk. fires under the boardwalk. We're talking about a big one, but forget the little ones. Thank God the fire department gets there and puts out the little ones. So what we are promising, and you know how we operate, George. You know me better than most. Uh, to all the residents of Venice Park that stuck your necks out and dared to challenge your government when they were going to do something that would have been completely disastrous for your beautiful community uh if anyone experiences a weirdo inspection some kind of citation other kinds of political retaliation unnamed i want you to call me immediately and i will be within the next minutes seconds after that on the phone with the atlanta county prosecutor reporting criminal activity alleged 
I will be on the phone with the attorney general of the state of New Jersey, and I will be on the phone with the governor of the state of New Jersey. I am calling them out, Councilman Tibbet, that they are not going to get away with retaliating against good people any longer. Thank you for people like you, Harry, because it seems like the rest of the media is in the tank. Oh, they're in the tank. I mean, I could I could tell you why. Uh, we'll start with classified ads. Mm. How, do you? I'd like you to do a homework assignment for me. Go find out how much you spend a year in classified ads. Well, Harry, you, anybody getting a newspaper right now at $3 a day, not counting the weekends, you're spending over $800 a year. You'll complain about your property tax on 150000 paying 3000 to a municipal portion of your tax, but you'll pay $800 to a newspaper that... And, There's and, no and, investigative report, and that's just because they. Oh, they'll probably they, investigate me now and do they, a great story on me. They I rely that. on the classified yeah. ads, yeah. Uh, and and so you don't get the the reporting that you should. But I can tell you this: I, I know the right people, and people that are in a public position, elected, appointed, whatever. If you are retaliating against citizens because you've been given an illegal political order to do so, you're going to wind up going to jail. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your pension and you're going to go to jail. Do you see why that election was so important to the people? I'm still a Democrat. I'm not one of those Democrats. Yeah. I'm not a Democrat like that that takes advantage of the people. I'm a proud Democrat. I'm a John F. Kennedy style Democrat, a blue dog. That's why that election was so important. So, so you take so, party bosses out yeah. of it, and then the everyday Joe would have a chance on winning. It's almost impossible to win off the line. What that election did was it put the people in the neighborhoods that don't have a lot of money, especially starting out, you don't get that kind of donor money. Yeah, You, you know would, what it's you, like yeah. going up against someone that has all the gifts and yeah. contracts to oh, give yeah. out, and you, they say don't give them any money to run against us, yep. and you, then you got to do a street campaign against you did that? It. You did it, and Langford did it. No one's ever done it. Marty Small's never done it. He's O forever when he's not on the line. And I'm understanding two and, years you could do it again, and that, it needs and, to and be by the way, You do know now why, not that you didn't then, but you do know now why the Lancy Democratic Committee didn't want Marty Small to be the regular Democrat nominee for mayor, and Michael Suleiman put him on the line anyhow. If he had been off the line, he would have lost again, like he always does. He's a loser unless he's on the line. Harry, I got I, I got such a soft spot for Mike Suleiman. I really do. I like, like Mike. him too. Now, but but things have gotten so bad in our. It's getting worse in our party because because of this. Yeah. When you hear the chatter, you know, hey, I can't say nothing. Everybody's the same thing. It always starts out, I like Mike, I like Mike, but I don't like what he's doing in Atlantic City. But our bench is small. Yeah. Nobody wants to put their name. I I heard Purdy yesterday, and he's from the other party. He's right. A lot of people don't want to put their name out there because of what's going on right now. You know what you got to go through. You know, you don't have Norcross money. That's not coming in no more. You don't have the Jim Whalens of the world that's going to – control what's good and bad and out there it, it, it it's different and and i i just it, it tortures me to uh but to I, see what, the way what, our party what, is what going. i would like to do and see if you if you buy into this and if you disagree you're never you're never afraid councilman to disagree with me and i like that about you i want the people to understand that there's more of us than there are of them an example like last night, I do not discount your leadership was so important and so so effective on ending this trash to cash because that's what it was. It wasn't trash to steam. It was trash to cash. That's what that was all about. And it was going to be terrible for the people, but the handful of people that would have benefited didn't care. But the people rose up. 
there's more of us than there are of them. If everybody that's getting retaliated against comes forward and files criminal complaints, we will put these people in jail where they belong. Harry, yet last night was poetic justice when he attempted to attack me. And the good people of the Venice Park Civic Association knew how much and how long I was working on that to protect them. That's true. He looked like a damn fool. But he had something. This was very important to him. Yes. And it wasn't on the agenda because he but didn't. But Casper know. the ghost got in the way. There you go. Uh, and he called you that. Yeah. So um, he thought he had five votes. He knew he didn't have four, but he thought he had five. This is probably the first time that he hasn't controlled the vote, isn't it? On multiple things last night. We'll get into them. But before you go to break, Harry. That was smooth smooth what you just did. Yeah, yeah. But Harry, um, there is a solution out there. And uh, I hope he doesn't get mad at me, but I got to do this. We all made a mistake with Don Guardian. Don Guardian can beat this guy. Don Guardian is incredible popular. He's running for assembly. The people love him. And no matter how much uh, the current mayor tries to buy these people in the high rises with CRDA funded money, things that they're doing, you know, people aren't buying it. People love Don Guardian in that town. And he could hey, be listen, save the if, city. If Don Guardian didn't have the falling out. Don't with get Craig mad Cal- at me, Don. I'm sorry, listen, but it's listen, the truth. Listen, before we go to the break, I want to slip this in with you. I'm buying what you're selling. Councilman Tibbet. Uh, Don Guardian, if he didn't have the break with Craig Calloway, would have beaten Marty Small in the last election. Correct. Uh, he we had, all made a lot of mistakes yeah, on that one. It, it's true, but but in fairness, and that's why we republished. See, we're honest brokers here on this program and on this station. I republished uh, my article about Marty Small. It was a glowing, beautiful piece about how many elections he won. I don't know if you saw the republication of it, George, but this goes back a couple of years ago. And I wanted that back out there to show people how it was. See, I'm really good at connecting dots and, and, and pu- pointing out demarcation lines. Small became a monster when he won the four-year term. He was terrific up we until all supported then. Him. I supported him during COVID-19 where I, I wrote gushing articles and on-air commentary about his leadership. I gushed about him when he put his own body on the line and went out there with the rioters and stopped them. And I had video to prove it and photographs to prove it. Go Google these things uh, or go to our archives at, on the app or at WPGTalkRadio.com. I, I have a, a full history of glowing stuff. I didn't change. I'm still me. He changed. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. I, I, I can supported prove that. him. I, I thought he was doing a good job, including everybody. And when you become bigger than the people, you know, my mantra has always been, I work for the people. The people don't work I mean, for me. This guy me. comes out like a transformer, like a, like, a, like a jackass. But the city paid for that, $1,500, without approval from council or anybody else. We paid for that gimmick. So charge him. Fifteen hundred hours we pay. Send that to Will Reynolds. You know, fifteen hundred hours when it's not your money. When you work hard in a real job where you don't get taken care of by, by government, when you uh, because you're in politics, and, that fifteen hundred means a lot to a public works yeah. guy that's making thirty two thousand. Why everybody yeah. else comes in at forty and fifty and sixty thousand that don't work half as hard as these and, guys do. And honestly, do. it made him look unserious and and frankly, really stupid. It wasn't even good. Mm-hmm. So it was an illegal purchase. I didn't know that till now. Somebody should send that to Will Reynolds. Uh, that's what's going to have to happen. Instead of being scared and hiding in your closet with your flashlight and cordless phone, uh, 
go on the offense. Uh, there's a lot of bad things going on right now. They have to be called out. And if any of them are alleged to be criminal, they have to be reported. And and they will start to think before they act going forward. I'm telling you, I did what I did this morning in the six, seven o'clock hour. And now in this hour uh, about putting them on notice, because I know that a lot of good people were going to get hurt. Yeah, and, and, and Harry, I want to tell you, speak to the attorneys. Call me if you need an attorney. I got excellent attorneys. My attorney has given me... You know, Harry, I've never... I your, don't want, case, your case for retaliation Harry, is so documented, it's unbelievable. And my attorney has given me such confidence and courage to fight and fight for everybody else on what's going on here. I'm done. I'm done when you come to my house. Yeah. You come to my house, my council meeting. He tried and, to upstage and, you. And, and, and try and upstage me when I've shown nothing but respect for the office of the mayor. I, his name don't come out of my mouth. I actually did the opposite yesterday, and you want to come in there and try and begrudge, uh, besmirch me. Uh, you know, I have a council president that allows that to go on and then wants to try and tell us we can't answer back. They did it the meeting before. You allowed him to go off on Councilman Kirsch and basically call him a racist, that he only votes no against people of color that are getting director's job. Newsflash, we were only voted on three directors because we weren't allowed to vote. We were lied to and said we weren't allowed to vote on directors. And Jesse Kurtz was consistent. No matter what you look like, male, female, white, black, Spanish, whatever, he was consistent. Follow the residency policy. The guy don't have that type of hate in his heart. No, he's a good guy. I mean, he's, he's, he don't do that stuff, but you attempted to paint him out there. Halftime break. We're going to be right back. It's a minute past halftime. Kill me at six minutes past the top of the hour. We are visiting this hour with Atlantic City Councilman at large, George Tibbet. I'll tell you, you need Councilman Tibbet more than ever. He is your check and balance. He is your your um, your fortress uh, in in what's going on right now. It is it's some bad stuff. I want to say you don't even know the half of it, uh, and that's an understatement. Back in just a few minutes. With Councilman Tibbet, I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Brian Kilmeade here. Coming up on the next edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, Congressman Mike Waltz. He sits on the Armed Services Committee. He knows how President Biden should be dealing with China's spy balloons. I'll ask him about it. Mark Thiessen will be here. I'll ask him about Nikki Haley's chances in 2024 and Donald Trump's alleged choice of nickname for Governor DeSantis. All coming up on Thursday's edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now. Early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 42 minutes past the hour. George, I know this is your lovely bride's cup of tea more than it is yours. What's that? Uh, the thing I'm going to announce. For those who love Kelly and Ryan, oh. uh, Kelly Rippa and Ryan Seacrest, just in, learned and confirmed, Ryan Seacrest has announced he's leaving the show. He's going to stay on the show until spring. And there's no suspense, not like before when they tried all kinds of guest hosts and then, uh, you know, picked Ryan uh, after they, you know, evaluated all these different people that they, they let audition by doing the show live with Kelly, checking chemistry and all these different things. There's no suspense this time. Her real life husband, her former castmate where they met, I guess, on All My Children, Mark Consuelos, 
Uh, I love this family. I think they're awesome. I think that Kelly and Mark will be a great show. I don't watch it, but I think it'll be a great show. So Seacrest out. That's his tagline, by the way. Uh, All right, back to um, what we're talking about. You floated something that I'm telling you is going to gain momentum. And and, and I don't want to cause any trouble with my Republican friends, who I'm going to be with tomorrow night, by the way. But this momentum for Don Guardian for mayor, I believe it's real. Uh, People hate what's going on right now. The town is dirty. It's not safe. It's not right. Even having a full-time chief hasn't fixed it yet. So all the things I gave all that leash and long, you know, uh, you know, uh, benefit of the doubt, uh, because if you call somebody, you know, acting officer in charge or acting chief, not much is changing. Uh, And I like Sarkis a lot, but not much is changing. Still not enough people on the street, on patrol. It's still like a punishment. Uh, They got to fix this, George. The town has to be clean and it has to be safe to be a world-class destination resort. When Don Guardian was mayor, George, and you were council president, and and certainly councilman at large, the town was clean. The town was clean. And it was safer. Don got out there himself. Every day. Every day, I can't begin to tell you how many times. Harry, you know, it's it's Don, I'm checking in. He was out with Public Works in the 6 o'clock hour. Has Marty Small ever been on a truck at 6 o'clock in the morning? I haven't heard. Maybe maybe tomorrow he'll do it. You know, it it falls back to the old, old famous saying, you don't know what you got until it's gone. So, unfortunately, that one, you know, it's amazing how, you know, things can happen. But the split with Callaway was the the difference between Don Guardian in the middle right now of another four-year term and this disaster that we now have that I believe can be corrected next time. Uh, I'm not speaking for Don Guardian. In my mind... Even though some people would rather be a member of the state legislature, I think Don Guardian would rather be the mayor of Atlantic City than one of 80 he loved in, it. in Zombie House. Oh, he loved being mayor. He loved it. And, so um, I'm going to stick my neck out and say that if I asked him right now, if you could pick which one, I say he would pick mayor. No, he's going to pick a semel because he's going to run for a semel. Well, he's going to win that. So he has he's going to he's going to win that. But Don, please take it as a compliment. It's a compliment that people are even saying this, and on it's and it is being said all over the streets. That's where you know I gave it some thought because constant people are saying, See, you know, could, he you could, missed Don now, don't you? You know, could, and it's he true. Could, he couldn't miss because he would have Republicans and a lot of independents. And he would have a lot of unhappy Democrats. Let's let's not forget yeah. there are a lot of unhappy Democrats right a now lot, in Atlantic Harry, City. A whole lot, and if they you just look need at, a viable alternative. Yes, you need a viable alternative. I I know I'm a fire. I, I, I'm a lightning rod. I say what's on my mind. I don't care. You know, thank God I have very good attorneys behind me right now. Um, I'm I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down from nobody. This is my town. My family's town. And, and I'm going to fight to the end. And what you did last night, you should have left me the hell alone because I haven't bothered nobody, Harry. But when, like I said, well, you here's attempt a, but, but to make a, a but joke out of me. Did, though, Big here's mistake. what you did. You didn't support something that he wanted. Yep. Even though it was not in the best interest of the citizens of Atlantic City. It's not in the best interest of anybody. Neighboring anybody. communities would have yes. been affected. The industries would Harry, have been affected. Harry, this was no surprise. This was eight months prior, six months. Then it went to four months, two months. They waited for me. To not be the president. To have an Egg Harbor Township resident vote me out of a council president. And for the record, I told him to stick his vote up you know where. Yeah. 
before my election that I wasn't going to bow down, kiss nobody's ring for a job that makes $5.47 a day more than anybody else. <laughs> You're not going to, oh, let me, when I ask you for support, you say, oh, let me ask Marty. Let me ask Marty. Marty will, will be mad at me if I don't vote and they tell that I don't live in the city. That's the answer I got. And I told him, stick your vote, blank, 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 and walked out on him. You know, when there was a school board member and they didn't like the way that school board member was voting, they got that person out on Johnny on the spot. They they had that person vote not count. That That's another area where John Devlin is going to be able to sue the city because he was taken out as board president under those circumstances. That person, ultimately a judge, decided was allowed to vote, but they took his vote away at at the reorganization meeting. So then Shea Steele became the president. Uh, we have this allegation that many people speak about that there is a voting member of Atlantic City Council who allegedly does not live in Atlantic City, who allegedly lives in Egg Harbor Township. It's not alleged when he tells you he don't. Right. And you tell him. No, that, I'm saying as far you, as me. You can say that. I, can I have say to say it, alleged. I can legally say it yeah, because he's told me yes, he doesn't. Right. And I told him you have to live in this city. You can't keep saying Sandy put you out of your home. Almost what 10, 12, was it 10, 11? What was it 2012, 2012. right? And the 12. Yeah, and here we decade, are. And, and not to mention, later. your house was on the second floor. Sandy yeah. didn't even come down your street. I said, you need to fix this. You need to finish what you're doing in your house and live in that house. Or he has to resign. Or you have to resign. Because you don't live there. Yeah, I say alleged because he's never said it to me. I only know what he told me. He told me. you. And usually somebody. It's not a guess. It's right, not some, a. Not the, to mention. Every day we're at both houses. Every day. I'll say it on the air. Every day you're not at your house. Every day you're on Excretrian Avenue in Egg Harbor Township. Well, see, what I've Every been, night. What I've been told is he's been videoed for an extended period of time. Besides so, us. So even Besides if, us, yes. That is correct. So even if he attempts to, to correct it now, uh, it's well documented. I mean, he appears to have a significant problem on his hands. Doesn't your um, council solicitor, isn't your council solicitor concerned he, he about that? Um, I don't know. Harry, I can just tell you, I don't believe he has investigative authority powers. Um, it would ha it, How about it, city it, council? It, it, we have them, but this is something that the state police official misconduct unit would have to do, go with the attorney general's office as well of the superintendent of elections. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Final break. We're going to be right back. Interesting hour with Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet. And there is more straight ahead. Stay with us. With Councilman Tibbet, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. 205. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. They do not care if the value of your retirement is sacrificed. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word PROTECT to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word PROTECT to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. And now a small business setback. Set to smooth jazz. It's late. You're driving in the rain with only one thing on your mind. The deer about to total your HVAC van. But with Progressive's 30-plus customizable coverage options, you're covered. The rest is just saxophone. 
When running your small business gets rough, Progressive Commercial is there to smooth it out. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Twinkly sound. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We continue. This has absolutely flown by almost 54 minutes past the hour. So we've got a li- It does fly, doesn't it, Council President? Yes, gondola. Okay, so... Uh, the time is yours. You just said gondola. Yes. I, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, the the other thing last night was, you know, Brighton Park. The uh, city council is the redevelopment entity. But under this falsehood, um, it, it's been somewhat – it's been taken away from the council to where the administration does it all. And we get one bad project after another that never comes to fruition anyway, but thank God. But you saw on the Brighton Park last night um, – they wanted to do this roller coaster thing on a beautiful park. It's like you have very few parks, and here's a guy that has had control of this piece of property. He owns all the Sands properties, the park a lots around it, the storefronts, all that stuff, beach leases that we gave them and everything, and you haven't done nothing. you done nothing. If you actually look at the building, it's a building that we get a lot of complaints when you have – uh, leaders of the county walk down the boardwalk and they call you and say, how come this looks so bad? It's the boardwalk, this and that. This is the property right there in Indiana in the boardwalk. has a for, for rent sign in it. It's broken down, dirty, and people try to rent it to do something positive with it. And they wanted to give it to him again over a guy like you have this young guy, Sean Reardon in Atlantic City. Sean, I like Sean because he reminds me a lot of me in my I, younger I've, days. I, I'm not just saying this because you're bringing his name yeah. up. I haven't met him, but I've heard good things. The guy reminds me a lot about me. The guy comes from a very modest background. He started small, did one, you know, bought, got a lot of little properties. He's almost revitalized South Texas, South Texas Avenue, Pacific to the boardwalk. He's still fighting to make that nice. He did one store on the boardwalk. One was successful. He did a second store on the boardwalk, and he was going to do a third. Like, why that person, Mr. Reardon, that has proved this is everything that we say about Atlantic City, help the small guy. This guy's not asking for money, and he didn't even get considered. He didn't even get in and get – nobody brought him in and even descoped him Mm. to say, what is your problem? What do you want to do with it? You know, maybe we could have made a deal. Hey, if the guy just is land assembling – for when he finally gets a developer to do something with that parcel, why couldn't we do something with a Sean Reardon where you have a sliding scale? If a major development comes in that area, we're going to take the property back, give it to the developer, and we pay you. If it's a 10-year thing, then every 10 years you take 10% off. You know, you could be create. If you got a brain, you could be creative with development. And the two key things were, were uh, two things, the Venice Park thing, mm-hmm. uh, the trash to steam, and this gondola. Barbara Willie Dilly told them both, no good, terrible for the idea. The current guy, months ago, when, uh, that's in the planning department, said the trash to steam thing is no good and it should be a no-go. Why did it move forward? Why are these projects moving forward? Council has got to stand up and take the redevelopment back. We are the redevelopment entity. I get it. We're under an overseership with this, but so is the administration. Right, and so you should still be the um, redevelopment uh, well, lead, made, and then if the state vetoes something you do, a, they a, have the authority to do that. A, exactly. You realize we're still not getting budgets. We're still not getting an itemized budget. Don't tell me the line item budget that you sent me. No, we want to know who, if I see somebody walking around the building nonstop that really I don't feel is pulling their weight, I want to know what that cost. As an overseer, as the board of trustees for this business, the city is a business, 
We want to know where every dime is spent and on who. Well, not to mention, by law, you're supposed to get the it. mayor's budget becomes your budget. Harry, so that's the sick. We're into February. We still don't have any information. The state was going to start this thing, an administration for the budget hearing meetings and start it so it's not hit, dumped on us all at once and say, oh, well, Sheila Oliver already approved it. Let me give you an analogy, and I think this is a perfect analogy. That's like saying, hey, out front is your car, but you don't have the keys. Correct. It's still your car, but you yeah. don't have the keys. That's your budget. The moment the mayor, the mayor proposes council disposes Mm -hmm. the moment for those listening i'm not schooling you george you know this but when the mayor turns the budget over to council it becomes council's budget yeah so how it's it's an outrage they're holding it's like they're holding your home your automobile hostage it's like it's yours but it's not yours you can't just get a line item of 10 million dollars you got to see how many employees are in there? What are the, what are these? You know what that position yes. does. You, you know the whole nine. If you're buying a million pencils, why are you buying a million pencils? All but, that but stuff if, should be in there. But it's sporty and the 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 precious, or I should say, fragile is what the word I meant to say. The fragile five. As long as they have the votes, they have the votes. But they should be insulted by this. Well, Harry, when he's on the radio and he's saying, I'm tired of carrying council's water, I'm tired of doing all council's work, they don't do nothing. He's not saying the four of us don't do nothing. He's saying all of us don't do nothing. And they're not even sharp enough to figure out, yo, this guy's dogging you on the radio like he's doing nothing. No, it's the opposite. He can't do nothing unless we give him approval. He can't do nothing unless we give him the money. Everything our fingers are on. Because yeah, you, we're not up there wearing a transformer suit, I, me, my, like there's some type of disease you got that needs to be treated. Because council just moves on to the next thing, and we don't have to advertise. I'm sure it'll be a press conference today. They, you and I as taxpayers, because you're still a taxpayer too in Lake City, will pay for that press conference because of our show today. Uh, but you're just, a, you're just a blogger that nobody listens to, and you're no good. So <laughs> so those million views that you get on all your, all your stories protecting the city of Atlantic City. I want to thank you, Harry, because without you... The, the Venice Park thing could have been there could have been a chance that that would have went through on those. Good well, people. this much I know: the residents were awesome, and Marty believed he had five votes that would not have been on the agenda. I mean, when they, they, he, they thought they had they thought they had that gondola thing on yeah. Brighton in Brighton Park, and people said you did nothing for this many years. I was proud of all the council members. You know, the seven of them that voted no, and then the two that had to change their votes. You know, they had to change their vote because they would have looked like horse's ass up there voting for something that, hey, the people have said you did nothing for 10 years. There's your track record. How did that guy, how was he the successful person when you did nothing for 10 years? You've been building the polar coaster for over 10 years. You haven't, you got all that other property on the other side of the pavilion that you own. Why can't you put your roller coaster there? Why would you destroy Brighton Park? And I think there's deed restrictions and stuff anyway that we have to look into because, you know, it's going to come back. There's going to be threats. There's going to be retaliation to get that vote through. And you got to say to yourself, with all this money flying around for campaigns, for parties, for donations, for nonprofits and everything else, we got to be more careful than ever. Council President Tibbet, you you know, and I, I'm just used to that by default, I'm, uh, Councilman Tibbet, you, you know the expression, jump the shark. From Happy Days. Yes. Happy Days was number one show. Fantastic. Fonzie got in his leather jacket with Bermuda shorts and at Arnold's, you know, uh, Takahashi's uh, restaurant for the kids. He jumped the shark uh, and the show went down the tube. So it's, it's sort of a lexicon type of thing. Jumping the shark is now used in business and industry. 
Whalen got to the po- point where he jumped the shark and he, he got to not have the majority of city council voting his way. Then he got voted out. Uh, I believe that Marty Small may have jumped the shark. Uh, he had never had one vote in his time as mayor where he couldn't count to five and get something through to the finish line, no matter how unpopular it was. Everything he's wanted, he wanted Devlin gone. He got Devlin gone. Of course, that's going to, as you know, that's going to cost the city a lot of money someday. So do you buy into the fact that he may have, it might just not be noticeable, uh, but yet looking back a time from now, we might say, you know what? That vote for the trash to cash, trash to steam in, in Venice Park, that was the night that Marty Small jumped the shark. I think maybe he has. It, it, it's one of those moments, Harry, and I could tell you this, speaking to a lot of people in the, the Bangladesh put him over the top. It's no, 324 votes in the other one. That was the Bangladesh vote. Yeah. Um, speaking to a lot of Bangladesh. He's not been very good to the Bangladesh community, has they're he? Starting, they're starting to get fed up. They're starting to listen now. They're seeing that they're getting $30,000 a year jobs while people that have no experience are coming in at 50, 60, and 70. But I only got a 32 for you. A $32,000 a year job for so you. So they feel like people second, with, second class. People with degrees and everything else. I spoke to, it's funny, someone walked up to my front yard just yesterday and was talking to me. Yeah, yeah, he offers me a job uh, for $30,000. Like, I'm an idiot. I have this degree, this degree, that degree. And, and, and he's paying. I'm like, well, I told you guys, you're being used. You're being used for that vote. And it's not over yet. It's, they're waiting for a viable candidate. And he's done. He's done. The Bangladesh, Pakistani, the, the Bangladesh, Pakistanis, and Indians put him over the top. Study the numbers. Study the numbers. He won that vote, yes, with the Bangladesh vote because they went out there and they lied and said it was racial. They said that they were going to get put out of their houses. Uh, you, you know, well, yeah, if you have a single-family home and you have four apartments in it, yeah. you're supposed to step in for the good of the people that are living there that are being taken advantage of. But they won by 324 votes, Harry. No money. People were afraid to get behind it because of the retaliation. The more you do this stuff, the more you believe the narcissistic behavior that you're great and you're this and you're that, I, me, my, you know, you look at the directors at council meetings, you look at them out on the streets and all, you could tell they don't want to talk because they're afraid they're going to be retaliated against. And I stay away from them not to hurt any of them because there's a lot of good people. They're just biding their time, too, to get that's why. In. That's why I want people to get confidence. And if they're. Julia, if- ever see Julius Caesar on Rome? And yeah. Julius Caesar on the show Rome, Caesar was such an ass that at the end, all the senators came down and they all stabbed oh, yeah, them. They, they and him. they killed them right on the floor. They dirt, dirt they, right on the floor of the uh, whatever you call it in Rome there. Yeah. What I would like, the Senate, it was actually the Senate. Yes. I would like to see people that are being retaliated against say to the people, uh, you will not retaliate against me. I know what you are doing. Yeah. I'm documenting you right now. We all have... TV studios in our hand, get out your video, record the thing that I'm reporting you uh, to the county prosecutor, to the attorney general, to the governor. What you're doing now is a crime. You, you are retaliating against me. You are using, it's official misconduct. You're using your position to, to, to injure me. And I'm telling you, we can back these people off. People of Atlantic They're going City, to be afraid. the employees of Atlantic City, you know this is happening to you. Whenever you don't agree with something, it's time to stand up for yourself. What do you got to lose? 
What do you got to lose? He's going to take you out anyway. If you do nothing, they get away with retaliating against you, and you're paying fines, and you're getting you know hurt in other ways, or you don't get your permit, or you get some kind of violation, code violation. We know what's going on, George. Harry, could you imagine a guy that's not bothering you, don't say your name, don't bring you into anything, uh, is treat you fairly when something's not you, being said, and, I know there, and you're going to attack I, that person and I know his me? name is Tibbet. And Big mistake. You should be smart. And, and because not. when I get mad, I get working. Yeah, I'm up two, three o'clock in the morning studying, researching. That's my danger time. Yeah. it's dangerous for you, for me to be up at two, three o'clock in the morning studying and, and, and researching and everything. Because it's the very ne- dangerous. Because the you. next nine zero council vote is coming soon. We'll see. We'll see. You got two that'll do whatever he says, no matter what. Well, they didn't last night.